Blog Talk Radio. And I just don't give a damn. This is what I am. What I am. Understand? I don't give a damn. damn. This is who I am. Who I am. Man, I don't give a damn. damn. This is what I am. What I am. And I just don't give a damn. Take me as I am. And my G's still pumping. So on the culture, you know that my Doja culture game over, soldier. I'm cooling. Be on the sofa. We'll do it live. Of course, that is, unless you're not listening live. This is the Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast cast. It is Wednesday, June 6, 2018. I'm your host, Travis Bryant. And uh, with me, uh, my orders of the state. Uh, my co-host, uh, Cameron Hawkins. Uh, Cam, what's happening? What's going on, man? Not too much, man. How are uh, how are things? Things are all right. Things are all right. Good to hear. Um, we've uh, got some stuff to talk about. We've got um, some, uh, some pop culture happenings that we might want to get it, get to, um, or not. But uh, let me go ahead and give out all the pertinent information, all the ways you can get in touch with us and the show. Uh, if you want to talk to Cameron and myself, you got to hit us up on the Constellation Lines. Uh, give us a call at 347-202-0103. Uh, once again, that's 347-202-0103. And if you can't call us, you can always uh, shoot us an email anytime during the week, uh, anytime during the show, the live show. Um, the mailbag is always open, constantly being refreshed. So if you wanted to get one in in the next few hours, do that. Um, yeah, hit us up at East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. Looks like we've got uh, two and two, two nuns, two VIPs. So uh, get your emails in if you want to be heard. Um, and uh, and Twitter, that's another way to get at us. You can find the show at East Coast Cast, twitter.com slash East Coast Cast. You can find my personal Twitter at Trav Lord. And you can find Cam at Seahawk, at C-E-E, Hawk. And uh, Facebook, find us on on the uh, on the Facebooks at facebook.com slash PWTorch East Coast Cast uh, or just search East Coast Cast or PWTorch and you'll see us among the family of Torch Facebook fan pages. Give us a like. Uh, tag us or tag your pals on it, the wrestling homies. And uh, yeah, spread the word that way. And if you wanted to leave a voicemail, go find the voicemail number at eastcoastcast.com. All the contact information, by the way, uh, all sorts of contact information is uh, uh, is there. So, uh, yeah, I guess we can uh, – let me see. Wait, do we have any new likes this week? No, Dylan from the 22nd. No, so, yeah, so, again, search East Coast Cast, find us, do, do the whole thing. So, yeah, Cam, uh, headlines, poll results, where we uh, – where we're starting today. We're kind of in an off week um, as far as, you know, what's actually on 
on television, um, even though we did kind of have a poll dedicated to each program, uh, Raw, SmackDown, and NXT, respectively. I think that probably a good jumping off point is talking about uh, CM Punk trial, though. I think that's kind of, as far as news, I think that's kind of the big wrestling-related story this week. Um, Did that break today or yesterday? Late last, it was late uh, yesterday. It was late yet, uh, yesterday afternoon. Yeah. Okay. So basically, um, Dr. Iman, who CM Punk basically called out in his podcast with Colt Cabana, ended up suing uh, the two of them for basically defamation of character. And um, he basically sued them for a dollar per listener, which came out to over a million dollars. Um, and they ended up winning, essentially, so they didn't have to pay anything. Uh, yeah, and, and this all happened the same week of CM Punk's uh, latest UFC fight. So it's a lot going on with him right now. Um, one of the polls that we ran, I'm sure we'll get into the story, but one of the polls that we ran was what's going to happen in this second fight. Um, 8% say that CM Punk's going to win by knockout. 17% said CM Punk's going to win by submission. 30% said CM Punk will lose by submission. And 45% of over 200 votes say that CM Punk is going to get knocked out on Saturday. So, um, yeah, like, regardless of how you feel the fight's going to go, I mean, there's no way that being on trial the week of a fight doesn't take a toll on a fighter mentally. So, you know, we'll see how that plays out, but... uh Interesting uh, week or two for, for CM Punk. Um, congratulations on them for winning. It sounds to me like a case of a rich guy's hurt feelings um, because it, he didn't lose his job. He didn't lose credentials. He just didn't like some things that were said about him. Um, you know, he doesn't lose anything but his time and some face, I guess. But, yeah, here we are. My bad. You got it. Um, I think <laughs> I, I didn't hear the last, very, very last thing you said, uh, so I'm just going to make my, my point here real quick. Coincidence or, or, or not, which I think it obviously is, um, I think this is going to drive some people to that UFC uh, fight, his fight this weekend. Yeah. I mean, because I didn't know that he was having a fight, until, but I knew the trial was happening. I was following following along peripherally, uh, peripherally every every day. You know, quotes and stuff would come out, and you know, some some pretty funny stuff. Um, but yeah, I actually voted for him to to win by submission. Just su- super hopeful thinking, like you know, maybe he's just riding high. He's uh, you know, everything's going his way. Maybe he'll you know, maybe he'll tap a guy out this weekend. That'd be cool. And then retire one and one and, and go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> good luck, man. It's, um, like, I, I'm not one of those people who finds it, like, funny that, that he that he pursued uh, MMA. Like, I don't see the humor in it. Like, I think, you know, he's like, chase your dreams, like, whatever. Yeah, Especially yeah. if you have the clout to do that. At the same time, um, somebody who is, by all accounts, not – like a natural athlete, 
And what I mean by that is CM Punk's a very good wrestler. And I'm sure that CM Punk probably, like, I don't know, can jump high and run fast to faster than the average person, you know, but somebody who's been training all their life to fight and somebody who's trained in martial arts to me is two different things. And like, I, I wish him the best as somebody I know, like I'd like to see people I root for succeed, but boy, like even a lower tiered fighter, it's such an uphill battle, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, we saw, like, I do we think, saw like yeah. Bobby Lashley and Batista get, tomato cans and Batista or Bobby Lashley fared a little better probably because he just had such uh worse competition but and and he fought more Batista didn't take too many fights but and he, I mean in Bobby Lashley's he, defense he's a, he's a wrestler like he can wrestle wrestle you know like yeah and even as somebody that big who can wrestle wrestle it's still hard for him to get in there against somebody who could fight you know like I yeah It's a cold game out here. Um, but, like, I, I think I'm going to find a way to watch, like, an interesting thing that's going on. Um, and it would be cool. Like, it would it would be good. I don't think it hurts the other guy to lose to CM Punk, even though there's not, like, that type of wage scale in UFC. Like, I don't know. It's cool for this guy to even be getting that shot, whether he's good or not. Um, but, you know, he doesn't have a whole lot to gain by beating CM Punk. Right. And I don't know what he really has to lose because I don't know if he can get this look regardless. Yeah, yeah but again, if, if my thing turns out and he gets, imagine, you know, if he gets tapped out, that might be the end of his career. I mean, At least yeah, but... beyond, like, a massive win streak where, you know, promoters just can't ignore him two years from now, three years from now. And it's kind of, you know, in the past. But, you know, the first person to lose to CM Punk, if if that ever happens, um, is probably going to uh, probably going to have their career severely damaged by it. Even if it's not just with the – even if it's not like just promoters not wanting to put you on their card, but with in the eyes of uh, – in the eyes of fans, you know, CM Punk isn't Brock Lesnar. Yeah, uh, that was very true. Where even though, you know, they hated Brock Lesnar, you know, in 2010 and 2011. But he was just just such a monster physically and and box office-wise. You know, no matter how much you hate a person, you you can't deny their, you know, their success and their, you know, greatness, so to speak. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So, yeah. And that that poll, that CM Punk poll, uh, was the fourth one, and usually they, they you know, this uh, that was the that was the most popular one out of the four you uh, out of the four you posted. Yeah, that's, I think so, you know his name's hot right now. Through the eyes, that's a, there's something. a different a, a different level of audience that you get when you tag UFC in a poll. I think. Um, yeah, but man, oh. seventy literally seventy five. <laughs> Three out of four say he's losing, you know, by by KO or submission. I didn't even provide uh, decision as an option either way because whether I think CM Punk punches hard or has great submissions, I don't see somebody in their second fight ever touching 40 
going three rounds in a UFC fight. Like, it is, this thing's either going to go the right way for you or the wrong way for you fairly quickly, I think. Wait, say it again? I, I missed that. No, just that, that, you know, having, um, being of a certain age, not having fought, um, you know, before, I just don't see decision as even an option. So he's either going to get that guy out of here or that guy's going to get him out of here. Like, that actually was the, my second way of him surviving, even if he ultimately loses the fight. Uh, you don't think, I mean, just because you don't think he's, just because he's, you know, whatever, 41 or however old he is, 40, he can't go 15 minutes? Obviously, no. not just, it's not just an endurance. You know, you're not just jogging or, or running for 15 minutes. You're, you know, getting kicked in the chest and all kinds of shit uh, as well, I, but... Uh, Absolutely, you think, you don't think stamina think. is a is 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 a is an issue. Yeah, and only because and again, like, eh, he can get three rounds and just like get mm-hmm. some respect. Like, oh, you know, he didn't he didn't win, but you if know, he didn't lose in two minutes thirty four seconds or whatever it was like last yeah. time. If he gets to the second round. I think he gets a certain level of respect that wasn't there before. You know, like, but three rounds, I just can't can't yeah. fathom it. Yeah, and I can't be like, well, actually, so you know, because I don't have the knowledge, and he doesn't have the credibility. That's not a good combination. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. All right, we're gonna hit these other couple poles, three poles, poles. Yeah. Um. And, and you know, we did talk about uh, Raw SmackDown and NXT. Um. Probably one of the weaker Raws they've had in a while, and not to make excuses, but there's been a lot of time between now and the last pay-per-view, like a lot of time to fill. You already kind of had your field set as far as who's participating in money in the bank. Um, you probably don't have six weeks. the amount of time. Yeah, mm-hmm. they spent the first three weeks setting it up, and now it's like, all right, we got three more episodes till the actual uh, show. How do we how do we do this? Mm-hmm. And we basically asked what the low point of Raw was this week. Nine um, percent said the Owens Balor finish, which I thought, like, I turned my head to do something and looked back at the TV and was like, "What is this? Like, why is it over? Why are they both trying to jump off the ladder?" It was weird. Twenty um, percent said the uh, Kurt Hawkins uh, fake James Harden segment. Twenty-seven percent said fake? six women. What's that? It's James Harden. What do you mean fake? Okay. And the man's name was James Harden. I mean, you know, okay. Sauce it up and, and or cook it up. James was, Harden don't don't own that name. Yeah, and that man's name's Kurt Hawkins. So there's the uh, 27% said the six woman tag ruling, which we may talk about a bit more. But 44% accurately said Bobby Lashley's outfit was the week, the low point of Raw, and they were right. <laughs> they were they were very <laughs> I, right. I, I rarely put uh, – I mean, you have to do something, like, really outrageous to get me to notice something you're wearing or, like, you know, be, like, really, really hot in it. Um, so beyond noticing, oh, hey, he's wearing a, you know, white jacket with the with the with fuchsia <laughs> shirt underneath or whatever and the weird and the trucker hat. I mean, I was more waiting for him to open his mouth and do what he did and be a goof and a terrible promo than I was, you know, his his outfit. So that definitely was not 
going to be on my list, especially with three real, con, you know, uh, uh, contenders. That was just silly. I think it and was strong because, like, one, I think it's funny, and I'm and I'm happy that. Well, one sure. people like got the when, joke. People got the joke, but it's way closer than it was when it started because they're not my people. You know, like. When it's the first, like, 30 votes or so, that's people you interact with, and so they kind of understand where you're coming. And we talked about it while it was happening. But then it gets bigger, and, like, the six-woman tag ruling rightfully got, got more votes. But the Bobby Lashley thing is just – it's just symptomatic of the issues surrounding him. He doesn't have a defined character, and then he's also quirky. And exposing that, like, isn't helping him. Um, yeah, it's unlike – when you expose Big E's quirks, remember that was a big issue. I remember mm-hmm. before New Day, uh, you know, like, how do you push this guy, Vince? And I was like, follow his Instagram, and you will un- – I mean, maybe not will understand, but you'll get, like, where, you know, his humor. There's an audience. It'll, it'll be in some kind of context. Uh, it's so when they exposed his quirkiness in New Day, it, it worked. It made the whole thing – yeah, exposing yeah. Bobby Lashley's quirkiness isn't going to – like, no, 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 no. You need to hide that, and you didn't need to yeah. mask it with this. <laughs> you know, Please like, well, who was booking him in, in on Impact and stuff? Apparently that was, like, his best character, like, stuff. He, like, just talk to them. Like, see what they were doing, like, or what they were letting Bobby do. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's like – maybe maybe that was Bobby. Maybe that was his doing. I don't know. He was, just, and I mean, it was it was dialed down. He was just Bobby Lashley, wrestling machine, super athlete, and didn't have to be anything else. Like, and then even even the outfit. Like, if he takes off that jacket, it's way more normal. If he yeah. doesn't have the hat, it's way more normal. Even though I understand why he has the hat, um, because why does he have the hat? He doesn't have eyebrows. And they're doing things to, like, not expose that. But, I mean. <laughs> Is that, like, I saw somebody say, I don't even know if it was in the uh, in our Facebook thing or somewhere, and talked about his lack of eyebrows. And I just thought they were just being, uh, like, just being dicks. So he no, really doesn't really have eyebrows? Have, yeah, he really doesn't have Again, eyebrows. Again, I just never, never. Yeah, they're tattooed on. But it's yeah, not going to be able to not like, like as soon as oh it was somebody in your circle of friends that suddenly I think it was your people that suddenly got me realizing Mia Khalifa had like an inch and a half forehead like how me. do you have yeah. a one head like how is that like, yeah <laughs> now like yeah. now every time I see her like in your, you know on the gram or something I just like look at. Like, like, man, you couldn't even sign your name on her forehead. <laughs> no, strong age. But no, like that's, um, you know, that's why he wears a headband. And so, like, I, I wow. remember he it's came out last there? week. Fuck. Yeah. Like, he came out last week and uh, had, like, sweatpants and, like, work boots. And they might have been his wrestling boots, but it's like, look, like, you're, how long would it take you to go to a mall with Bobby Lashley and put some clothes on him then make him look relatable. Like, he's the he's uh, Batista, but the entire other way. Yeah. Like, and it, it's not good. Um, and Craig was like, 
Craig was like, when you look like Bobby Lashley, you can wear whatever you want. And it's like, no, that's, that's, that's nothing's further from the truth. When you no, look like, like Bobby Lashley. Billboard, you can't just, like a billboard people are going to look at. You want to, like, put something worthwhile mm-hmm. on the goddamn billboard. Yeah. And if you had him. <laughs> like, that's why models are tall and slim, slender, because clothes look great on them. You're not going to take yeah. that frame that clothes look great on and put, you know, Kanye rags and shit, you know, that kind of stuff, or anything yeah. just terrible. So, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. Like, if, if like, just have him in workout clothes. If if you don't feel like he can be relatable, but again, he's playing a character. Like he doesn't walk around in wrestling tights, so he doesn't need to walk around in men's warehouse with a Cabela's hat. Like you don't have to do that to your character because it doesn't make him more endearing to people. Like I don't know, it, it's 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 very off putting, and they they've just missed with him so much by not having him just do the thing that he does, and that's be good at wrestling. But I also think. He's bigger than he was in TNA, and I don't know why. And I think that takes away from what he was doing. Um, you know, I did ask if Samoa Joe was the best promo in WWE right now. Um, 75% said yes, 25% said no. Um, most of of the other votes either went to The Miz or Kevin Owens, who are just yeah. great. The Miz, yeah. at this point, like he's very good at what he does, but... I like he, he sets up the great promo. Him. Like he has yeah. good promos, but he sets up. You know, he's the heel that that does the you yeah. know annoying thing or you know, stabbing the backy thing, nasty thing, and then the, he, the Brian or whoever cuts the fiery money promo. Like yeah. oh, and then you he, go, yeah, I can't wait to see Miz get his ass kicked. So he's great at tossing the assist. Like I, and he's great at. It. You know the other guys are doing the scoring, but I don't like. I don't disagree that he's a great promo. I think we all look for different things. Like Samoa Joe has a realism about him that I appreciate, but I understand. Like in a wrestling context, Miz is way up there. I think Kevin Owens was the other right vote if it was me. I think he's great. Um, and yeah, then, but if he's when you, when when he's next to Samoa Joe, I just go, and it, that's why. Uh, Talked about when I said yep when you, when you said he's uh, r- r- real because he's just the realist uh, you know it just feels real like Kevin Owens is is good but he's performing mm-hmm. not that he's you know but he's he's kind of uh, you know he's jokey even when he's uh, even when he's a heel even if it's not silly joking but it's like you know. Uh, you, you know, not double entendres, but you know he's smart, and you know, but it's like no, 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 no. Nobody's like that when they're trying, when they want to get across. They just want to beat you to fuck up, and and Joe brings that part. Not nobody, but mm-hmm. um, but Joe just brings that that no, I'm here to to hurt you, to put you down, and to be the best, and the checks and championships kind of attitude, and yeah, that just. When you when you put together the great promo and it comes across that way, that's just that's going to win it for me every time. And and Jericho as a as a you know uh, uh, late teens early twenties guy was my favorite you know back then, and a lot of it was his promo. But again, mm-hmm. that's because you know I was you know, nineteen and twenty two, and so huh. just look for different 
different things at, at, at different times in your life. So the final poll um, was about NXT TakeOver, and typically we do, like, match predictions the week of these shows, so that'll probably come next week. But um, I asked which singles match people were most excited for. Um, 2% said Shayna Baszler and Nikki Cross. 3% uh, Alistair Black and Lars Sullivan. 33% Gargano and Champa, And 62% Dream versus Ricochet. And like I, I, I'm glad that people absolutely see the star potential in Dream and Ricochet. I think it's been built up great. I think their reason for having issue with one another is great um, without being corny. Like, it's really good. Um, I, I think it does speak to something larger, though. Like, to have a vote like this and such a small percentage be, um, you know, most excited about the championship matches um, isn't a bad thing to me, but it does speak to how people feel about the main roster. Like, I'm one of those people who doesn't take too much issue with Brock Lesnar being universal champion. And I do understand that I look for different things. But to me, like, if you tell other stories that are good, if everything else you're doing is important and there are other matches to be invested in, less people complain about a Brock Lesnar being universal champion. Um, because nobody has a problem with Aleister Black. Like, he's great, and they know he's great. Um, but these other things that are happening are giving this attention that you appreciate. Um, so, like, I don't think there's such a huge disconnect between NXT fans and main roster fans, but I do think that if you make the other things important, if the other things have details, then people complain less about who's in the main event. I didn't think of it until you just said it a minute ago about the champions, you know, getting the two title matches, got 5% of the vote between them. And can you guess which one I voted for? Like that I'm most excited to see. You seem like a Baszler cross guy. I want to see Nikki fucking cross beat the shit out of Shayna Baszler and order to run her out of the company, out of professional wrestling, get her all the way out of here. So, yeah, no, so that's uh, the one I voted for. But, yeah, no, that's uh, that's interesting. Uh, I think Black Sullivan, I think people, that's just they haven't, again, with three weeks left to to promote that 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 match. I, I think we'll get some of that tonight and, go, and the next two shows after that. Um Basil Cross just got set up last week, so unless you just yeah. want to, you know, see no, Basil get thrown off the roof of the uh, building, then it's the 15th, I can't right? imagine. Or the 16th. Uh, that show yeah, was like, yeah, the 15th, 16th or something like that, yeah. So that's, that's oh, oh, I said three weeks, yeah. Um, yeah. Shit. Damn, it is, right? But it's I, like June 6th. I'm thinking it's, uh, yeah, I'm lost in the sauce. Well, yeah, it was about, like, I mean, the, the Dream Ricochet thing came from uh, the title. You know, I'm number one contender, I'm number one contender. Sullivan interrupts that and then wins the match, and then you have that. And then the two guys who didn't like – imagine if when we do these six-pack challenges, two guys have such a beef that they get into a feud as opposed to resetting the next Monday. Like, 
NXT is just so organic that there are things to latch on to, not just wrestlers, but stories to latch on to in an hour a week that you don't have to look at one issue and see how it affects everything else. Like, it's just... Um, I was I was just explaining to somebody how the principal character in The Wire is Detective McNulty. But even though he's the principal, he's the first name that you see in the credits, there's so much more going on that if you take issue with his storyline, you don't have time to focus on that because there are so many more things happening in this organic world. So, yeah, just – and this isn't me saying NXT – is so much better than the main roster stuff. Like, I'm not that guy. Even though I'm it saying is. That, okay. <laughs> and it is. But I'm, I'm just saying that one of the things that could be better if you have more of a living, breathing world where more than one thing matters at a time, then the things that are bad or the things that people don't find super interesting – they just complain less about because there's all these other things to latch on to. It's basically the, the attitude era kind of, like why people don't complain about the bullshit, like, you know, this overly idealized uh, version of the attitude era that just everything was great. And so I was like, what? Did you, why don't you go back and watch just a random, <laughs> a random raw from, yeah, it's, it's no, no matches get finished. Uh, if they do, there's all kinds of DQ or interference and, and run-ins and behind the ref, ref back stuff and ref bumps and just nonsense. There, and then the mid-card stuff was just like, yeah, they gave these people time and TV time, but it doesn't mean that it was good. Like Val Venus wasn't like good. He just was a he was a defined character in more ways. Then we were used to, and again we're not used to that now. You know, low mid, lower mid card, uh, European level, European title level wrestlers. We just weren't used to them getting, you know, twelve minutes for Raw and stuff like that. So when they were got some development and a little bit of attention paid to them, uh, it felt like a big deal. But it was rock. It was Austin. It was mankind. It was. You know, um, Undertaker, whatever was on top, that's what people cared about. And right underneath the top, that's what people were going nuts over. And they tolerated choppy, choppy PP and that kind of nonsense. Yeah, big fact. So, yeah, it's a good, uh, good set of uh, polls and poll results. Um, yeah, let's get to, uh, yeah, we did a headline, CM Punk and polls. Yeah, let's get to uh, some callers. Again, hit us up on the Constellation line, 347-202-0103. And what's happening on Twitter? What's Darrell talking about? What it, something happening between you and Willis? Oh, Willie Chuck. Oh, my bad. It's Craig. Yeah, whatever, Craig. <laughs> Craig coming at next. Craig was problematic as fuck last week, getting all flustered and, 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 and or not flustered, no, getting me flustered. That's what it was. Son of a bitch. So, yeah. All right, chill out, Craig. Uh, Craig feeling himself lately, so. But uh, we won't get to talk to him this weekend, or this week, but 
Maybe he'll email a VIP or something. So in the meantime, let's uh, start things off in Newark and talk to Kylan. I think he had uh, some things for us. Uh, Kylan, what's going on? What's on your mind? Normally I would say I didn't have much happening, but this week I actually have something big to start us off with because at some point soon I will be from promoting a Q&A event for the Prince Marketing Group Agency with Eric Bischoff. Oh, nice. How about that? K Pearl Entertainment uh, finally gets its uh, first, uh, first big break. So how did this come about? I mean, besides your friendship and, and you know, connection to Bischoff and Logan and that camp. Uh, well, pr- pretty much through that, yeah. I, I, ha- I have been asked after pitching some some ideas for other things through the relationship to come in as a consultant to the team about um, a month or so ago and started pitching some things and and I I have pitched an idea which I had called Hulk Hogan behind the controversy where I wanted to do something like the WWE rivalries Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels DVD which is on the WWE Network if you guys haven't seen that where I wanted to do the uh, round table with Hulk and and another person, but but was told that might not be feasible, and then was pitched. We can give you Eric. So, I did an interview with him What's the actual project? So what's going to actually, like, what is the, is it like a, yeah, explain what it, like, is. Yeah, what's the plan? Uh, well, right now we're in the process of finding a, vi- a venue and everything. Is it gonna have to? Is it gonna be in the Northeast, like somewhere? Are you gonna be like literally like yep. there, or is it you just behind yep. the scenes put? Oh, okay, okay. So. I, I'm I'm gonna be there because th- this is literally my my concept. Okay. 
No. We'll keep us posted on that. I mean, you know, at every step. Eric, Eric agreed to everything, so I'm going to be having a, a conference call at some point this week. And, and then from there, all the paperwork and whatever will be drawn up and we go through five digger video and we go from there. Alright, we'll keep your eyes open and your ears perked and all that stuff. So yeah, keep us posted. Sure will. Alright, so with wrestling uh stuff is on your mind. So, so, this is all the WWE Fox deal with SmackDown's ratings going down the last couple of weeks. Does this serve as any danger or possible problems? For what they are currently expecting from Fox as of right now. I don't think so. Um, I, I think that Fox has been kind of running the numbers. They know what they're getting. Um, they know what they've offered. And I don't think a quick downward trend now is anything that would give them cold feet. Um, I think they have a confidence in their abilities. I think they know that they want this first-run programming that nobody else can really duplicate. So, no, I, I don't think this hurts anything. If anything, I, I think it has them, in their mind, thinking about things that they can adjust or improve upon um, so that they can prove that their programming is a bit different from what USA is doing. Because, remember, that was kind of their big thing. USA can't love you like we love you. And so, yeah. yeah, I think they're gonna they're gonna use this probably as a reason to adjust certain things that they think will be more attractive and have the numbers behind it to prove that. Yeah, I bet. I mean, if if and I have no real reason to not believe you know if that Rupert Murdoch quote is is accurate, uh, him saying basically we can't just said they're not gonna love you like I love you. Uh, they're ashamed of you. We'll embrace you. So, assuming that's like. You know, all the way, all the way true. Fox is probably looking at you, looking at these ratings like, like USA, you're a bunch of idiots. Like, like you've got access to this audience, you're not even, and you're getting getting these numbers. They could be so much better if you just try a little. Like, I don't watch a ton of USA outside of uh, outside of uh, Raw and SmackDown anymore. I don't have too many shows on there that I watch, if any, at the moment. Um, but I don't know how their what their advertising is like. I can't imagine like, you know, so yeah, the new season of Suits and you know this highbrow uh, courtroom show or whatever. And then you know, oh. what's going to be uh, John Cena's response or whoever Roman Reigns' response to you know, blah 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 next week on Raw. The 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 guy. 
Okay. So uh, so I think the Fox is in a way looking at that like we're I don't like whatever whatever it is at the end of the USA run it won't be, it'll be significantly higher a year into the Fox run. They're probably counting on that, and I think they're right. I think with the uh, with the increased exposure on a on a on a network that on a again. I have to keep reminding myself that this is going to be on Fox proper. This is going to be on Fox broadcast. And I think that alone, I don't want to put too much stock in it, but, you know, it's not UPN. It's not CW. So that alone is going to, uh, it's like, why don't, like at the end of the Supergirl run on CBS, it was getting six, six, six and a half million viewers. It was down from their premiere at 12, you know, six months earlier and they had you know lost half the audience, and then six million viewers on a Monday is not CBS. That's just not going to cut it. So you you would think, oh, six million people going to go to CW, and and this is going to be the biggest thing CW's ever gotten. Well, it's still one of their top, you know, it's in their top three or five shows. But it's still when you're doing two and a half, three million viewers, the, the CW audience. Those people didn't come over because they turn on CBS to see what's on. You know, they, it's, they're not so hooked on to, you know, Supergirl. So, uh, yeah, that 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 comes to mind when 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 talking about uh, you know Fox and WWE and stuff. I think just going to a network that's just uh, better in a lot of in so many ways. Um, it's just going to do just those numbers. They're right. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm really excited just to just to analyze week by week. You know, in that first year. Um. So yeah. Yeah. Too late, Highland. Jump back in. Yeah, I didn't think so either. But I I had to ask because. This is two weeks in a row, so... Yeah. Fair question. Yeah, but like Camp said, they know what they're getting. They they have access to all the same numbers that we do, and then some, minute by minute, and all that kind of stuff. So, if they're willing to pay, a, you know, a billion bucks over five years, they, you know, it's... They, they know what they're getting. Mm-hmm. The research has been put in. You can believe that. So, yeah, what else you got for us? Anything else? And for my second question, after the lawsuit loss for Dr. Chris Amon, does this put more of a black eye on his reputation and potentially cost him his position at some point. I don't think so. Yeah, and if so, no, no, at no point where we'll be able to put, you know, it'll be 15 months from now, and they'll have enough plausible deniability where people are, won't uh, won't be like, oh, this is bad because he lost that suit now. No, they they backed him. They know what kind of what kind of man he is, what kind of doctor he is or isn't. Um, yeah, they backed him this far. You know, hey, they lost. Then and WWE can always say, yeah, that was a personal lawsuit. Chris Amon was sued or bought the case, not WWE. 
Yep. So, you know, WWE loves to pride themselves on, you know, beating the government and winning, winning, uh, whoa, Naomi, good Lord, and winning lawsuits and all that kind of stuff. So I don't think, uh, I don't think they, they care because Chris Amon, WWE doctor, lost, uh, lost a uh, high profile case. High profile to us case. Yeah. Drop dropping the bucket over there. Uh. Yeah. So all right. Cool shit, Colin. We're good on you, man. Thanks for calling as always. Uh let's keep it moving. Let's uh let's go to Brooklyn and talk to Mike and then after that we'll go to uh go out to Phoenix and talk to Brian. Let's uh, bring Mike on. Uh, Mike, what's happening? What up? Yo, what's going on? How are you? How are you? Me shit, man. Hey, what's going on, Mike? Killer Cam, what's up, brother? Not too much, sir. Not too much. Yeah, I know. That uh, that uh, um, union wrestling. That shit is that shit is lit too. That shit is definitely lit. You let me know when you're ready to be on, and we'll make it happen. Man. All right, definitely, definitely. Will do definitely. Yeah, that's one that definitely will uh, need to be promoted, and you know, flyers drawn up, posted <laughs> around town. We got to put yeah. it out there, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You name, you know, name the concept. How like you gonna go about it? Like, 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 you know, dream. Not a dream, but you know, project. You know that you know, wanting to get into the fans' minds, and I'm like, you know. Fuck fans, you know. It's kind of, that's kind of, you know, like I don't, I don't care. But this one, that episode, I would absolutely go out of my way, not just like, oh, this is my man's show. I gotta get, I gotta give it a listen. Like, nope, nope. I'm, uh, <laughs> I gotta hear that mic on. For sure, yeah, I gotta get behind, deep behind, behind the, 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 yeah, all that. I need it. Need that in depth. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we need to go an hour and a half. None of this forty-five minute stuff, neither. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah. I'm definitely down for that. Um, and need to get the get whoever had Pusha T researching uh, <laughs> uh, uh, and, uh, and, and Rosie Devine. Did you Cam go ahead and with some hard questions? Like, so Mike, in 1992, you were at MSG. Right. <laughs> the great. The, the great like, Cumberland oh, well, debacle of 1987. <laughs> <laughs> I never talked about that on the show. What, what's going on? So, so yeah, yeah, so what's up, Mike? What's, what's, uh, yeah. What you thinking? Definitely down for that. All right. Um, first and foremost, let's, you know, I just want to delve and get that bullshit Monday Night Raw ball out the way. Because these last two weeks, I'm sorry. Yeah. Last week was okay. Um, the week one before that was the decent. one. But yeah. Having two, having six hours of nine, having three, you know, two of three shows, uh, uh, be, be, be duds in such, uh, such loud, you know, loud ways. It's that's that's not good. Everything is is everything we we talked about for the past month. You know, as far as unearthing that they're getting so much fucking money, like, from both, you know, networks. It's everything that we, we've talked about. Um, I wish it was that easy, Mike. 
that we can be like, oh, they, 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 because we thought the same thing, or a lot of people thought, I'd never really bought into it, like, oh, the network's going to get here, and they're not going to have any incentive to have good pay-per-views, because everybody's already, you know, paid, which is, and we haven't seen that bared out, because that's just counterintuitive, like, no, if a couple bad pay-per-views in a row, those ten, those $10 a month's going to start drying up, like, quick. Exactly. Absolutely. So I don't want to fall into that same, you know, like, oh, they got their billion dollars from Saudi, they got their bill or whatever from, from Fox and their millions from Saudi and their whatever they're going to get from USA or, you know, from NBC Universal, they're, they're, they're kicking their feet back. I, I just think it's the same stuff we've always said before money or anything. It's just, you know, bad creative, burnt out writers, a erratic and changing shit all the time. It's it's probably that stuff, and it's really you just wrong. You can't. SmackDown's been certainly uh, um, better very, since WrestleMania very since since the, since the Greatest Royal Rumble, especially. You know, the last six weeks of, of SmackDown have been really good. Can't say the same. You know, for real. Very better. I mean, basically. You know, before you know you you hit the the helm, I was gonna say the same thing. I believe though all of those fucking writers are burnt out. I believe they're smoked. Vince got even those eighteen of them. I heard it was twenty eight. God damn! <laughs> all right, right. Well, three right uh, or two mate, two big crosses, I guess. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was hearing those twenty eight and. I mean, to me, the the thing that stood out the most is that fucking segment Monday night did Ronda Rousey no fucking any all parties involved no favors, no favors at all. Like I don't know if it was just her, I don't know if it you know what I mean, but she came off very and you know which goes back to what I said last week. I think she, her and Stephanie playing off of each other will be better because to me. Ronda would make a better heel. Like, I don't know if it was just her or timing or whatever, but she didn't seem too vested. She didn't want to fucking be there on commentary. You know? And she hasn't, even, uh, it hasn't kicked in for her yet. And and it's unfair right. to assume that it would have. You know, like you figure, no, like, no, the whole person. Absolutely not. She's, not. she's not used to, you know, being on one like, like that every week and playing that type of role, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, it's just a matter of, I, but she's, she doesn't get enough. She doesn't get to do enough where you'd get past that in a quick way where you're three months in and you're like, Oh, I haven't thought about Rhonda cutting a bad promo or, or anything like that in a while now because she's been relatively good, but you only get to see her or hear from her, you know, once a month. You know, maybe. Yeah. So that's not mean, exactly, me, you know, we can't, you can't. that's not exactly a lot of time to, to get better. And no matter how many times you're cutting promos in front of, you know, in the mirror at home or, or backstage to your peers, you know, that front bed live crowd stuff. And, yeah, having her on commentary might not have been the, the best, but they, they had to justify her on the roster and they've got to, you know, I'm sure you're thinking of that. Like, how do we get Rondo on TV this week? Yeah. I mean, because in my mind, this is the worst segment, like, I've seen her in since, you know, since she's been here. 
And also, it's like, I don't know, like, the, just the whole feel for the whole show, like, since the shakeup, like you said, it's just been lack. I don't know if it's due to, you know, lack of Brock or lack thereof of the universal title. Still keep pushing. You know what I mean, Mr. You know what I mean, Mr. Man Bun, when the crowd is clearly telling you that Seth Rollins. You know what I mean? And now Mr. Jinko Jeans is, 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 yeah. is the guy and what that they, they do? want. And what do they do to Seth Rollins? It's like they just couldn't help themselves. Like Try to piggyback him off of him. Like, is, don't do that. Act. Like, why? Why? For ge- and I guess they figure, you know, we got to have give gender or whoever, or Elias or whoever the fuck, some credibility. Like, do it on somebody else's time, uh, accord or, or at their expense. Not... Seth Rollins, the hottest guy. Like, when you don't have, you know, guys that are just that get that reaction. The moment you get it, at least consistently, you know, you don't want to fall fall victim because in my in that example, you know, Fandango should be like, you know, yeah. according to 2013 post WrestleMania stuff. You know, so once you realize the guy's getting a sustain, you know, like Rusev, like. Obviously, like Seth, then go run with it. Why are you? Why, you don't exactly have the luxury to uh, to be, you know, fucking off with with characters that that the crowd clearly wants. Like no, 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 no. Give them, give them, give them Constable Corbin. I got it. That's it. That, that's what they right. want. Like, what the, the fuck? Right. Come on. Absolutely. And my thing, Trav and Cam, is like. Why out there? Why be out there looking for the next LeBron or the next Jordan when you can have a whole fucking Golden State that's putting up buckets? That, you know what I mean? All over, yeah. all over the joint. Like that's my thing. Like if you, if like you just said, not to repeat what you just said. Seth got the high hand. Give it to him. Let him get flush. You know what I'm saying? Then rehash the whole Mr. Wonderful uh, Hogan thing. You know what I'm saying? The jealousy thing. I just- if 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 they have if they're thinking about Seth Rollins being the one to eventually dethrone excuse me dethrone Brock Lesnar, just like I said, you now it's not the same, but just like I said with Charlotte losing to uh, to Carmella, like I'm going to remember this when she when y'all want to try to main event WrestleMania with her and Ronda Rousey next year. I'm be like she lost to fucking Carmella clean last year. Carmella. Now again, you know the way the way Seth lost to Elias isn't he's not Carmella. The situation, you know, he was at least protected, you know, with the with the with the you know they were that was a good heel you know finish. But no, I'm I you want Seth Rollins to be as hot as possible. Fuck that. If the plan is like to have him beat. Brock before the year is over because I don't think it's Brock Rollins at WrestleMania next year or anything like that. Then no. I don't want Seth Rollins losing a match until he loses the Universal Title, like well after Brock. Well, but you had to catch twenty two to that whole shit though, fellas. If you was listening to the commentary yesterday, to me, in my opinion, and I fucking hate the thought of it to see another one. It doesn't really feel like they're moving away from Roman because they kept re-emphasizing how, how many times this guy's been schooled over, 
and he's the rightful uh, universal champion. So the way that I see it, they're still going to play. I, I believe we're up for another Roman versus Brock match, which I don't want to see. I am burnt out on it. I don't want to see it again. It's over. Like, it is over. The guy's been beat two on two consecutive cases. It's over. It's time for y'all to start fucking realizing. Well, that's why they did the cage thing, right, Mike? Mike, because he's the uncrowned champion. You saw, everybody makes a point to say, we all saw his feet hit, and he should be champion. Like, yeah, well. (laughs) It's just fucking frustrating. Now, on the flip side of SmackDown, like they doing the total opposite. Everything is on point. Everything is clicking. Everything making sense. And the element, you know, like Wade had talked about, you know, on the um, you know, on the review show last night, the element that they took the contract signing. You know what I mean? Put it inside or put, yeah. put it out, not in the ring. Yeah, that was a throwback. It immediately to, take the pressure of. You know, they're going to fight away. And if they actually did, that would have been novel in a, you know, conference room where the hell they were. And when he slapped the shit out of him, that shit gave me chills. When he slapped him so hard, that shit gave me chills. Yeah. He slapped fucking another life out of Shinsuke last night. <laughs> he slapped him hard as fuck. I said, like, this should headline money in the bank. This should be the this should be what closes the pay per view. That should be what closes Stand the pay per view. Stop these games because that just happened. I'm watching in the background. Shinsuke just looking at him like, what the fuck ever. <laughs> Wham! Slapped <laughs> him right in the nose. <laughs> I mean, you know the nose, that's the most sensitive part of it. So you know, like, you got to know he's like, this motherfucker. was doing everything he could not to tear the fuck up. <laughs> like, hey, that's just physics, fam. You can't, you can't not, you know, that's, right. how, that's just how sinuses work. <laughs> you ain't no bitch. We understand. Go ahead. Let that, let that tear dribble down your cheek. <laughs> right. So I mean, I'm definitely, I'm definitely game to see, you know, Money in the Bank because it's been a hot six weeks since the previous pay per view. You know what I mean, and all that. And also, I looked at the Russell's own interview with Punk outside of the courtroom and all that, and they asked him, was he, was he all in? And he said no. But I think it's a swerve. I think he will be, which also leads to my other big, you know, bold prediction. I'm not saying next this year, next year, but I'm. Maybe next year or the next two years, I see maybe Turner or another network trying to get back in, you know, in the business of having wrestling on their network. And I wouldn't say with Impact or, or something else. I think they'll be looking for the next new thing. And with that being said, like, do you guys think like with all this shit happening and him seeing all in and things like that going on? Do you think, like, Paul Heyman is stick around WWE or he might be like, yo, Dan, these young bucks and this old mega, these guys, they on some cut, you know, they on some cutting ass shit. Like, let me, you know, try yeah. to go over here with think, these guys. I think the appeal seven years ago, whatever that was, eight years ago when, 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 he, when the Dixie-Paul Heyman alliance could have been, you know – the appeal was 
they were funded pretty much up the ass. Like money that's the over that's the that's the uh like the saddest part about impact and T N A and that whole thing, like they had the money. They had it was just like just needed to get their shit together and they never could for more than, you know, a few weeks at a time. Um so I and he didn't want to do you know, he needed full control. I don't think you give Paul Heyman's like, Yeah, I'll be in full control creatively, whatever, higher and firepower but I got this bullshit ass budget and you know, like I, I I don't think it's gonna be worth Unless there's like an influx, there's like an uh, obviously Mike, then that changes everything. If there's a real backer, a real financer that wants to take all in, and then they got TV, fine. Mark Cuban or somebody want to come call, you know. But if it's just uh, if it's just same old, if it's you know because not same old because we're just we haven't gotten one. But if it's just the Bucks trying to do this independently and like he can't survive all that, he can't. That's not how these things nah. work. Like as I've been hearing for the past ten years, that uh, Turner has been very, you know, much wanting to get back into the wrestling business. But it's just the fact of the matter that he didn't want to do it on his own. You understand what I'm saying? He didn't want okay. to. He didn't want to, you know, start from the ground up. So I could see, you know, him throwing some bread behind, you know, like what they're doing. Because they like regardless yeah, of I mean, but that's basically starting out on your own. Yeah, if anything, but... if, I mean, even if they get signed to a major TV deal in two years, all in that is they've have run what five shows by then, maybe. They will have existed yeah. for think... all of a you know two years, so they're basically still like it's not eighty. It's not buying Crockett in eighty eight. Where that had you know forty fifty year history and TV all over the place and a six oh five time you know all that it just had history right. and stuff Absolutely. that Turner and them. No, I mean I can see it. I can see a lot of dudes getting involved with them. I, you know Jericho because it's pretty much a DIY type thing. I can see the Jerichos of the world, and regardless of how much you say it, I believe Sam Punk would be involved. You know. Like some way, somehow, some shape, some form in that shit too. Before I don't think he's gonna fare well Saturday night. No, I'm just saying I mean, there's a I lot of cooks in that kitchen. Yeah, I mean, if they all working together, that ain't okay. I mean, that's great to say. But Paul Heyman, like let Heyman book. People are. You get a bunch of. You get twelve of them trying to make one decision or two decisions. You're going to have problems. Nah. As much I as the Vince they... McMahon, uh, the Vince McMahon model stops working only when the, the 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 guy at the top, the eyeball at the top of the fucking pyramid, loses his fucking mind and stops being yeah. the creative genius that he got credit for for twenty fucking years. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. So that model, even though even in a totalitarian fashion, is a better model because at least shit gets done. Right. And you're not dealing with, you know. It's one boss, like one man with final faction. Yeah, we've seen how that works. But real quick, fellas, I believe um, this is what I'm seeing for SummerSlam so far. 
uh, Rock versus Roman and or Seth. AJ versus Joe. Because in my mind, like, I still feel like they don't, you know, Vince McMahon still doesn't see Daniel Bryan as that guy, like, in my mind. He'll probably have some sort of be doing something or is he is even maybe a gist of we ain't going to really do shit with this dude until he signs a contract to let us know he's staying. So it's either that or the other move. I could see um, Andrade versus Jeff Hardy for the U.S. title. I could see um, Elias getting the IC title and him going up possibly against a Finn Dallas or something like that. Um, as far as the women, I could see a hill because I, I think last night was kind of sort of like the beginning of it, a hill Charlotte versus Babyface Oscar, you know, with that title. Um, probably Ronda Rousey versus either Natalia or Sasha Banks. Uh, and not for nothing, you I know you probably going shit all over me, but uh, as an attraction, a three-minute match, Sting and they finally do it. Sting and who? Sting and Taker. In a three-minute... Finally get the shit out the way. Uh, Traction match. Mm. If you want to pay Sting and Undertaker just to come to a show that's already going to sell out, you got AJ and Joe on top and, and... Whatever sound like a pretty damn good card. You don't need Shins, uh, Sting and Undertaker, right? And my thing is, in all of, in the midst of all this, what do you do with Cena? Because I'm hearing he's you know pretty much on his way back. What do you do with Cena? Let him get married. <laughs> oh, match made in match made in heaven part two. Yeah, man, let's not get married. I'm so not wrestling. Oh shit, night. SummerSlam. SummerSlam? Uh, are we gonna get? Are we gonna get uh, a very of? Yes. A match made in heaven part two. Remember that match made in heaven, match made in hell. That was the theme of '91, the '91 SummerSlam. Yep. I was there the night Bret Hart beat Mr. Perfect for the IC title. I was there. Yeah, man. Could be that time. Yeah, I see it happening. Because as we all as we all predicted on this show, that whole shit was a work. If you ask me to drum up ratings, and it, and it really did nothing because I had it didn't know oh, absolutely did not work. <laughs> like that pre like the like premiere the did like a hundred thousand less viewers than the finale did. It was just wow, not good. Yeah, so I believe. Like, yeah, I, I mean, I, I was that. surprised. I thought as cheap as it was, again, assuming it was work. As cheap as that that is, using something like that, oh, at least it'll work. And then it didn't. Yeah. It's like, damn, that's that's gotta interesting. People not responding to that, like, yeah. And is it just me, oh, fellas, or what's up, man? No, 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 guys. No, I was gonna say, like, you didn't really have like 
nothing that you said seemed out of bounds to me. Like, that all kind of seems... Like, yeah, did we did we ever actually get the... We never got a Roman Brock uh, Seth triple threat outside of the cash-in, did we? Uh, nope. Nope. Yeah, I can definitely see that happening. Um, and, and somehow, like, Seth Rollins is better than he was during that time and in that triple threat with Brock and Seth. Like, he's better today than he was then. He's a great man. So, definitely. Like, I'm curious about, like, do you have a Daniel Bryan Nakamura match? Knowing that, like, I, as much as I like Nakamura, as, as good as I think he is right now, I would be more afraid of Daniel Bryan having a match with Nakamura than I would him being in a ladder match. Like, right. Yeah, yeah. But those One are guys of those fucking like, knees. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he took the Kinshasa like from behind, like his first, the match, his first his match with AJ and that Shinsuke interrupted. Um, he he that match ended in DQ because Shinsuke ran in from behind and need the shit out of AJ or Brian in the back of the head. Um, I take less. I'm less afraid of a match like that because I, I'm 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 con I'm uh, less concerned. About Shinsuke like taking liberties or being too too rough or too strong style, um, yeah. I, I think he's been in the system long enough that he knows how to, you know, you know, you know, and he's a he's a pro. He knows how to pull his pull his knees and yeah. make shit look good, and not hurt right. people. But again, I think just being in WWE for for over two years now, I think he's he's in, ingratiated into the system and into the style. And all that, and I think I think, uh, and they, I still wouldn't. I'd rather see, I'd rather see a match with Shinsuke than a, and then than Brian in a ladder match with seven other people. Absolutely, and I think not just think the ladder doing stuff off a ladder because he could just not do stuff off a ladder. Um, I think it's the, the chaos involved that I that I worry about. I think they're going to go uh, Strowman in Strowman in Corbin too. And is it just me, fellas, or is um? I mean, they still love him. Don't get me, don't get me twisted. But it's like something is kind of like over the course of the past couple weeks, something with Braun is like just dwindling. Like it's just something about him that's just getting dull. Like hmm. something is dwindling. Like the pop wasn't even it's that like- that. Because like, like I've said, and I, I stand by this, like, I really think that they think that you can't put the title on Raw. And so it's kind of what I was saying earlier in that if you're not giving somebody the title, um, but they're that high on the card, like, what are you really doing with it? Like, you get past the piece of strength, and he's kind of there. You know what I mean? Like, it's... I don't know if anything's missing with him, Mike. I just don't think there's anywhere else to go. Right. Like, That's what I think. They hit a wall with him. They've hit a wall with him. They've hit a wall with him. Whatever happened in the ladder match, like, he's going to do some cool stuff. But, like, I, I don't know if that's the guy that you strapped with. I don't know if that's the guy you strapped with money in the bank. Um, nah. Like, I, I just Can't... don't know if that's his trajectory. Me personally, have, I think it's going to be either Joe or Miz. Yeah. I think that's the kind of person you put can, that on. Either. Can you have one of the Money in the Bank folks on the Raw side 
do something to to Braun that uh, uh, that injures him, that puts him out for a month. So he's gone for, you know, four straight episodes, and then, you know, he's back to promote, you know, a big SummerSlam match with the person that put him. Would that would that help? Just him, like like we say with Roman Reigns, like like he really needs to go. Yeah. He needs to go for an extended, you know, that man needs to go for six months, you know, you know, at least. But you know, we're not at that point, obviously, with Braun, but a nice little, uh, you know, three six weeks vacation. I Might think do that's where. Uh, yeah, I think that's where um, Corbin comes in. I could see Corbin doing that, or him setting yeah. up like some sort of. In a promotional big man versus big man with him and Cass. Well, no, like, Raw, I can so... see something like that happening. I was thinking that, too. Mike. Like, why not have... Yeah, but, but no, going with what Mike's saying, he's saying, uh, he said Corbin first, oh. but then he said Cass. Like, I think, Travis, to pick oh, back okay. on what you were talking about, you have a SmackDown guy be the one to physically, not dominate, but, but to physically, um, you know, compete with Braun, and then you have been some interpromotional summer plan. Um, then that has to be Joe, the only one on the SmackDown side. Well, yeah, and that, Joe was the primary could. one I was thinking, too. Yeah. Um, and they got uh, some unfinished yeah, business, don't they? Sort of. Or even fast-track I mean, our boy, Trav, yeah. Mr. Baskin in his glory, and have him just come out and manhandle Braun. Have so we know he can do it. Braun, I'd be Who back in the glory? Keith Sullivan? Keith Lee. Keith Lee. Oh man, get out of here! Yeah, I mean they'll never put they'll never do it, but we know he could right. manhandle. Her. He just we he's know. not a big enough name to jump from you know from right past right. by completely bypass NXT. And I'm not sure if you'd want him to. I think you'd want Keith Lee to. You'd want you. He's the type that you'd want to be shown. You'd want main main management to see like it, it can work. So if it don't, it's on you, kind of thing. And what y'all think about Leo Rush going to um two oh five? They answered Bam. our question for us and that makes yes. me happy. <laughs> like they took their Didn't they? As soon as I saw the screen yeah. cap, I was like, they they did exactly what I asked like three or four weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Like where's Leo? Why doesn't he you know, he's wait get him a character, don't just have him on T V doing jobs or, or, or even win it. So I didn't I wonder, see, I didn't hear, but from the caption or from the thumb that the picture I saw, he's Adidas, I think he was wearing Adidas, right? Some kind of like sporting, uh, but he's like just a, an athlete, uh, looks spoiled and entitled, maybe. So yeah, a lot came across in that picture, and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad. And the fact that he's going right, going to 205, that's uh, that answers the uh, second part. Oh shit! Look at Renee and Cass doing an old school. Mean Gene standing uh, uh, next to the crowd up on the ramp promo. That's cool. I heard um I heard he's gonna have a bodyguard too. They was doing the gimmick where he was supposed to have a big kid, Baba Toon Day. That was in the Greatest Royal Rumble. Okay, who Leo Rush, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Damn. That's a reason to start watching 205. I mean, I know, you know, uh, Cedric and them have been having some really good matches, but they're fucking corny. Not the matches, but them themselves. Cedric's yeah. not the most engaging, engaging guy. I don't know a ton about Leo Rush outside of Ring of Honor. I never heard the, the man talk. 
I don't think. Um, but I'm, I'd be excited. I'd be excited to see that, to see him yeah. show up with some. Who, who's, oh, what's, what was the guy's name from the great Baba Tunde. Baba Tunde. Yeah. The big guy. Yeah. Yeah, but the, I mean, like, two of them African everything. or something? Some kind of African or what? He might be, like, African or maybe, like, Egyptian or something. One of those, you know. Well, it's the same thing. You're, not, you're, you're Egyptian, you're African. Absolutely. But I want, yeah. Okay, that's right. They were doing an Arab kind of thing, so that makes yeah. sense. But also, um, as far as 205 Live, I mean, they've been knocking it out the park, but they just don't have that one guy that stands out to me. And Leo Rush could be one of them. I what think, you mean, Buddy Murphy, fam? Yeah, Buddy Murphy is in. But I mean that one baby face. I think I think that's poised to be um, Johnny Wrestling, if you ask me. I think he could be that baby face guy. But it wouldn't. Yeah. It, 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 it also wouldn't shock me to see WWE go after um, Pentagon and his brother Ray Phoenix. Like that wouldn't surprise me neither. Because they so they he, the now nah, those those two are good. Ray Phoenix and and his brother Pentagon. Good or not good, it's just they're never it, interesting beyond the stuff they can do in the ring. It's, it's what they present. Look, look at this bullshit they got. Lucha House Party. What, what is that? What, 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 you tell me. What, what, what is a Lucha House Party? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if I'm if I want, if I, if I'm, I might turn down that invite. Right, and same shit. Think, the average yeah. fan is like, what the fuck is a Lucha House Party? What is that? What does that consist of? What does that entail? I don't know, fellas. I don't know. Um, and lastly, yeah. Do you think um, like, do you think like Cody would benefit from like doing a title versus title versus um all this? And do you think like to some degree like it would elevate the the whole NWA um thing? Title versus title versus who? Well, um. Nick, all this, well, Cody issues a challenge, and all this that I'm all in, but on one condition. I heard you got to always, you know, title shot coming up. So if we're going to go all in, let's go all in. Like, you win that title, and we go title for title. Like, who you think, like, what I'm asking is, do you think it will benefit Cody, and do you think, like, it will elevate or bring some sort of like, you know, we're about back to that NWA title or do you think the NWA title is something that's like it's, it's I mean, just a done deal? No matter what I think about the NWA title, if they think it's uh worth getting over or trying to work with or, you know, in conjunction with and that kind of thing, uh then yeah, do it. I I like I like Magnus. Um I've always uh Dug him in TNA. Uh, you know, I really wish someone would get into why he's, you know, whatever, ha- like what happened with him and who and why he's not there, especially with, uh, you know, Mickey James back in the fold for, for you know, a year or so now. Um, so, yeah, I'm just. Uh, so, yes, 
I like all this. I don't. I don't. I think that's a good, good, you know, good to decent pairing. You know, why the hell not? And then also, last, especially if I mean, NWA is bringing some kind of financial, you know, uh, <laughs> I mean, if you're NWA, do you do that for the for the you you can you probably could see them doing that a lot for the promotion, like uh, for for being there and having their stuff talked about and being able to maybe right. get a few eyes on their product. So are you? Right. you besides, you're not paying Nick Aldis a ton. You're just paying him whatever standard indie rate. I right. I, I, I'm just... Yeah, I mean, I think it's exposure, and also, um, you know, Billy Corgan was at the press conference, so you know, and you know, listening to Dave Lagana with Wade, you know, a little while back, you know, they they really wild about the young bucks. So I think I think both hands wash each other and both wash the face. So I think it's something that'll appeal and benefit um, from everybody. And I hear he's got the inside track to um, WGN. But from what I'm hearing now about WGN, I'm hearing that yeah, they might be converting to like some sort of like CNN type, you know, channel. But you know. But I could see him getting, you know, he's from Chicago, so I could see him getting, you know. And I'm hearing, you know, he got a little power with those executives and the CEO of WGN. But, I mean, you know, him right now, even still, the NWA is just the name. Like, they don't have any, you know, aside from Nick Aldis and maybe five other guys. So I think in conjunction with that, you know, with the all-in thing, I think, It'll do wonders, and from my view, my vantage point, to me, it wouldn't hurt to have you know Cody with the title for a while. I don't, I mean, you know I mean, I'm not saying he has to be the new age flair with the title, but it wouldn't hurt. Like I think he would give that, you know, that title a bump with him, you know, in ROH and New Japan and all that shit. Yeah, you know, back with it. I think that'll help to help the title. Like, it'll make the title mean more. That's all I got for tonight, fellas. Cool, man. Well, we lost Cam about two or three minutes ago, but, yeah, oh, appreciate shit, Cam. it. Oh, well, no, there he is. He's been back for about three minutes. Yeah, I'm, back. Bye to Mike. I'm back. I'm <laughs> back. <laughs> all right, Mike. I thought you uh, out like, uh, I, like I will let you know, Cam. All right, man. Let's go. All right. Appreciate you, Mike. Uh, and as promised, let's head out west. Uh, what's your time looking like, Cam, before we jump on with uh, About Bobby? five minutes. Okay. Uh, go out west, talk to Brian. You got Cam for uh, five minutes. Wow. Brian, what's happening? Hey, Travis. Hey, Cam. Uh, hopefully you both have a real good night, and I'll uh, keep it quick so Cam can talk to somebody else besides me. Hey, um, well, Cam, no, one thing you did mention. Don't worry about yeah, we don't like we'll worry about Go ahead, Brian. It's your time. Yeah. Well, I want to be respectful to the Lino's and Lino's. So, um, <laughs> can I mention earlier about um, this is more of an entertainment coach cast uh, thing? But you mentioned about how you're watching um, Raw, and you said you turned away for a second, and you missed what happened with um, with Finn and with Kevin Owens, and that made me think mm-hmm. about. And I don't, I don't have enough time yet to check to check the name of that movie. But you remember there was a shark movie that had Samuel L. Jackson in it, and um, they were. Oh, yeah, oh, in that movie. 
Deep Blue. You remember the name of it? Deep Blue. Deep Blue Sea. So I, I didn't yeah. see that in the theater, but like a friend let me hold his DVD. So I looked away for that second. <laughs> you turned away and Sam Jackson was out of the paint. <laughs> yeah. It was weird, too, because that was like the best part of the movie. I just happened to glance away for a second, right. and that's when the shark jumped out of the water and grabbed him. Certainly so. the most memorable. It was. He's giving that speech, and he's riling those guys up. <laughs> and then, chomp. And then I'm thinking, like, imagine if you turned away from uh, The Departed right when Mark Sheen, that guy meets Mark Sheen on the top of the building. Like, if you got up to get a drink right then, and you never knew he got thrown off the top of a building and bounced, that would be annoying. Wow. <laughs> mm-hmm. What happened to the police chief? Because there's no struggle. He's literally just on the building and then thrown off. And you see it from somebody else's on the ground perspective. Like, it's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I know you mentioned this last week, and I'm, um, but Ricochet's leap from the ring doing a, a flip, landing on his feet, and then walking up to the Velveteen as I'm watching uh, NXT, or yet last week NXT now, was just something else. Like, let me ask you, like, as good as Ricochet is, as much charisma as Velveteen has, like, we, is part of the reason we like this because they have actual factual sexual tension? Because they really do. And that's kind of hilarious. <laughs> Wait a second. Are we just going? Is that just going to be every Velveteen feud? It's just like no. you know, Velveteen literally told him. How I mean, that definitely was the the, the overarching yeah. theme of his, his feud with Alistair Black. I mean, say my but name. That was more, hey, Daddy. That was. But I don't even take that as sexual, though. I take that as respect. But he's literally telling uh, Ricochet how handsome he is in his face, and Ricochet's not at all like influenced by that in a negative way in, in the way that my absolute favorite Scott Hall is weirded out by gold dust and won't have a match with him. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. it's, it's just, it's, it's mature in a way that most things aren't. And like, yeah, just, it, it's really interesting that they're able to tell the story um, and, and say things that aren't suggestive, but come across as normal. Like it's, it's, it's really cool. Um, but no, Brian, I did squat Show yesterday. Me. And I'm trying to figure out how Ricochet's knees are still intact because we're like roughly the same age. And I me mean, just doing squats, I feel like my knees gonna fall apart. And he's gonna flip over the top rope in wrestling boots onto metal, and he's fine. Mm-hmm. Else. Yeah. Well, and one, you know, and well, thankfully in one take, but Marcus, yeah, one in one, the fact that he was so confident, like, yeah, no, I got this. That ain't nothing. Yeah. That's the, and that's the, that's the part about it too, yeah. You know, no no jump cuts or nothing like that. Um, but right. going back to Velveteen versus uh, Alistair Black, the one part they unless we were watching it live when it happened, or I guess you can go back, but they never showed it back on the replays. Remember, Alistair did like his uh, Indian sit down, and then Velveteen went on his knees, like one of their first exchanges, and that's when the whole audience was like went crazy with it. Yeah. That was the only time they showed some kind of. It was like, know, oh shit, they about to fuck. <laughs> right here on NXT Live. <laughs> Oh, maybe that was just me. Sorry. So um, another another topic I want to talk about briefly is that the time between uh, pay-per-views or network specials. So I think yeah. you, also you two gentlemen were talking about it's maybe it was six weeks maybe between um, was the backlash and now it's going to be um, Money in the Bank. And, you know, before like we would – I say we – okay, thank you. We would complain about, okay, well, these – 
pay-per-views are coming back to back to back. We can't even take a breath, and then what happened? And we can't take a breath, and now we have some time with it. Now it's, okay, everything's dragging, you know, but, but that's just the way we are as wrestling fans. Um, no, I think, um, I mean, well, yes, I, I think there's like, hey, when there's three weeks between three pay-per-views in a row, that's demonstrably bad. When there's six weeks between a pay-per-view, that's that's on y'all to write better TV. And they're both worth complaining about. It's not, oh, we wrestling fans, we want to complain. It's like, no, both those things are worth complaining about. I don't care how good your TV is, three pay-per-views three weeks in a row or, or every three weeks for, for 12 straight or nine straight, you know, three straight pay-per-views, however, you know, when we get those kinds of stretches, that's bad. And then, you know, when you got six weeks and you can't you blow your load in the first three weeks and the last three weeks are like, okay, what do we do now? You know, you're going to get criticized for that too. Be better. Do better. Write fucking better. Pace better. <laughs> That ain't on us to to to, to, to not complain. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to let you both go with a question, though. And, um, of course, I'll write an email to the uh, to you and Rich Traff for the exclusive nice. VIP portion of the East Coast cast. And, uh, Cam, I hope you have a real good night. Um, so this came up in one one Facebook discussion. So... And we just talked about um, 205 Live. But um, so we're coming, this is, or two days ago was the year time frame when Austin Aries left, w, was the last uh, pay-per-view, uh, last pay-per-view that Austin Aries was on, WWE pay-per-view, I should say, that he was on. And then, you know, he left in a month or so. So the question was coming up or the discussion was coming up was about would you rather be the Impact World Heavyweight Champion or rather be the 205 Cruiserweight Champion? And, you know, you know, so, you know, there's some pretty good arguments back and forth. The thing I'll say about it is, is that, you know, if, if Vince McMahon slash Triple H decide to, okay, we're going to put the Cruiserweight champ on the, the beginning of the second hour of Monday Night Raw for the next month, more people would have gone to the bathroom watching that match versus what's going to happen on Impact. There's more eyeballs on it. But you say, you know, the, our, us wrestling fans, you have an Impact World Heavyweight Champion versus a Cruiserweight champ on a, not even a third brand that WWE has. Passed. So, if given all things being equal, what would your two opinions be on? Would you rather be, or would you rather see or be the Impact World Heavyweight Champion versus the 205 Cruiserweight Champ? And I'll hang on and listen, guys, and appreciate it. Have a real good night. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks, Brian. Appreciate that. Um, I think, and and Cam wasn't didn't stick around for the for the uh, for the end here, but. I'd rather be the 205 champ. I mean, cruiserweight champ all day. For the exact reasons you said. Um, no, not for the exact reasons you said. For Well, it's the exact reason you said, but different. Like, you know Cedric Alexander is probably making more money than, uh, than Austin Aries as, as champions of their respective brands. Like there's no doubt in my mind that 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 Austin Aries, you know, their 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 schedules are different, but just straight cash homing kind of effects. 
I'd rather be Cedric, and I'd rather be on a kickoff show of a pay-per-view every month, you know, doing that. I just, yeah, I don't think it's, uh, I'd be interested in the argument that somebody, if somebody could come up with a credible argument of why they'd rather be beyond, oh, I like Austin Aries, I'd love to be live his life. <laughs> but if somebody could come up with a real, tangible, like, Hey, I'd rather be uh, positioned as the Impact Champion rather than the uh, Cruiserweight Champ. I'd like to hear that justification or that that rationale, I should say. But yeah, thanks, Brian. Appreciate the call as always. Let's go to uh, oh, wait, let me check Twitter here first. For 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 tweeting it. Uh, Willis said he's not paying six hundred bucks to see no Nikki and Cena wedding. This summer slam, he'd be pissed. That's what you're gonna see, Willis, and you're gonna cheer, and you're gonna cry, and you're gonna love the whole thing. I wanna hear that shit? But uh, all right, damn chat room emptying in the motherfucker. Anyway, let's uh, let's go to the aforementioned Willis from D.C. Uh, Willis, what's going on there? Nothing much, Trav. Just watching NXT. Your favorite person right now on the TV that you can't stand talking shit. I'm watching the main event of SmackDown. I'll turn NXT on in a minute. I guess I'll have to now start from the beginning just to see that piece of garbage. Uh, But, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I really don't I really like for people that think that it's either like oh he's just being hyperbolic like I don't like that I hate her so much right like it's I'm not proud to be a Shayna Baszler like I hate her like I hate her like I would throw something at her if I saw her in the street I'd make sure I had like distance and I could like run away easily or drive away but Fuck Shayna Baszler, and again, I don't, I don't, I don't necessarily like hating her the way I do. Like this ain't wrestling hate. This ain't. Uh, <laughs> oh, you, you, why'd you do that to my favorite Dakota Kai or nothing? Like, uh, uh-uh. uh, I didn't care about. Now, now I care about Dakota Kai because of your dumbass. But yeah, yeah. Well, well, at least you can credit her one thing. She's doing her job right. I guess. But I don't even hate Pete Dunne as much as I hate Shayna Baszler. And that's probably just because he hasn't featured as much. But yeah, mm-hmm. Shayna Baszler's a piece of piece of trash. At least, at least she's not a cool heel that everybody cheers for, so I give her that. I guess. Unlike on the main unlike on the main roster where most of the heels get cheered and the some of the baby faces get booed, so we she doing doing that right. So I give her credit for that. For her I think Miz does a good job yeah. of uh, dampening down any time he starts to get over. 
you know, as a baby face or, you know, in those moments he does a good job of snapping the crowd back into reality. So, no, because all, all it takes is just a little momentum. It just takes one crowd to hear another crowd, and then it's like, yep, you know, I've talked about that before. Uh, uh, do you, uh, just put Miz in the ring with Roman. <laughs> huh. That's all you got to do. Then everybody be cheering for the Miz. Roman is just fucking kryptonite to any heel that wants to try to be a heel and one and get over as a heel because any time a heel gets in the ring with them, they automatically turn baby face. <laughs> those aren't no matter those, what. It's not as cut and dry as that, but it's not, I can't really make a strong argument against. I mean, shit, you got uh, uh, people feeling sympathetic for goddamn Jinder Mahal, so... Yeah, and it's going to be up. even worse because next week that well, we said the same thing in, uh, you know, when Jinder defended his first title defense, I think, against uh, somebody. Uh, Orton, I guess, maybe. Mm-hmm. Chicago. And it wasn't as bad as uh, I think we all. I think it's just like Philly. Like, those crowds are just changing. Like, I bring it up as an example all the time. In 04, when they were doing that diva search and Coach was in the in the ring for that entire eight or twelve minute segment, the crowd just booed, just relentless, everything. Boo, 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 boo. Like if they did that segment today, it'd be polite applause, and maybe even people might even really get into it. Right, yeah, people change. Well, the difference is with Orton, people were bored with Orton, so that's why nobody really cared about that match with him and gender. So that's the reason why it was what it was. So, well, we'll see what's going on. I'm just looking forward to seeing the whole, see how everything plays out next week at the pay per view. That's going to be hilarious. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. But the rumor I've been, heard about. That um, if um the all in is well, they already they already sold out the bitch. But I heard the next place that they gonna try to sell out is Madison Square Garden. Well, that ain't gonna be cheap. I know, right? Hundred fifty dollar ringside tickets was expensive this year. And shit's gonna be triple (laughs) next year. Give me three hundred dollar ringside tickets at least. Yeah. So I, I, I believe. And it's not because they just want, oh, we in the garden, we want to gouge you, and it's the New York market. <clears throat> like that, fam. You know how much it costs to rent this building. I mean, that's why, why the uh, the Brooklyn Center was so was so important. Yeah. For WWE still being able to run in that Martin, you know, run in New York City, and not in fucking bitch ass Long Island. Yeah, they could over the um Broadway Center. They ran the whole fucking weekend from Saturday to, to damn Tuesday with no problem whatsoever. So the train station dropped you off right in front of the um the center. Real easy. Oh, so. damn it. <laughs> I'm sitting here trying like, why am I my remote working? But I was watching SmackDown on Hulu on PS4, and I'm trying to turn my damn Roku. <laughs> Idiot. Man, but one thing, Raw has been boring as shit ever since. At the, the last decent show was the night after WrestleMania, and that was it. 
most of the times I'm either paying attention to something else while I'm watching it or, or my ass will fall asleep, one or the other. I'm pissed that I fell asleep on SmackDown last night. I made the mistake of laying her across the couch trying to watch the show, and it put me to sleep. Uh. <laughs> once, I get, once I get in that vertical position, it don't take too quick for the eyes to start closing. Uh-uh-uh. <laughs> Shit, but yeah, um, with this whole fucking nine... And, and, and Ronda Rousey shit, both of them need to go talk to The Rock and ask them to go get some coaching lessons and shit because the way that shit with Natalia ended um, on um, Monday night with them staring yeah. at the camera so at the end. Like, like I was like, is, is Nia going to like, I was like waiting for Nia to drop the leg across, uh, you know, across Natalia, you know, you know, or her knee or something like she just kept coming back weirdly, and then and then uh, uh, Rhonda wasn't, you know, it just was awkward. It just wasn't good, and I'm not, I don't know. I guess everybody's to blame. It just wasn't good. Like I can't put it on Rhonda. I can't put it on it, the timing. Everything from when Rhonda was like, "Hold my, hold my uh, headphone or my headset exactly. or something." It was just like it's that's mm-hmm. when it started. I was like, "Oh, that was weird. That was awkward." And it didn't get any better from there. You know what's going to help fucking Ronda Rousey? She needs to turn heel. Once she turn heel and once Shanna Baszler dropped the title and come up to the main roster. And once once, um, Paul Heyman. No, I know. um, Once um, Brock Lesnar stopped wrestling. You can have Paul Heyman being the spokesman for Shayna and, and Rhonda and her crew come around for them to do the Four Horsewomen versus the Four Horsewomen joint and have Paul Heyman be the advocate for Rhonda Rousey. He, he'd be like, I, I handle one UFC champion, I'm going to handle another. And, ha- and have that go with that. That would that's, be that's something that needs to be done this time, that be happening this time next year, though. That needs to fill out next summer. That is, yeah. it is way too early to go there. And it's a, it's a really good something. idea. I don't, I don't, I'm not disagreeing with the, with the, with the, with the angle or with the turn or with the positioning or with the, you know, getting that squad together. But not in 2018, you don't. Know. Because Rhonda seems like she's out of place trying to be a good guy, all smiling and shit to, coming really, down the aisle. To, since that's a natural, like that's, then you're right. It doesn't feel right. You need to, that needs to be a part. They need to play that up. Like, don't, not use it. Make it work for you. Like, why have a headwind? Turn your sails into it and use it. Make that a part of her character. Make announcers ask, are you, do you want to be, you know, uh, you know, for lack of a better word, bitchy Ronda Rousey, like just mean, don't give a fuck Ronda Rousey? And she could just deny it for it, like, no, I want to do right, do things the right way. I love being here. I love pro wrestling. 
They're like, yeah, but Ronda, your idol is Roddy Piper. He didn't exactly do things the right way. Like, how do you hold those right. two thoughts in your head at the same time? I mean, there's so much you could do with that specific, you know, like why. Like, everybody feels it. So it just makes so much sense when you, if you would just use it, people would take a breath and go, oh, not even consciously. They wouldn't even take a breath and go, oh, at least they get it. It's just a part of them would go, oh, I'm glad that was answered or acknowledged because I was thinking the same thing. And then you would just hit yeah. a whole different level of engagement just by like acknowledging the obvious. And you can do and that's that work that's that goes across the board. That started Roman Reigns for, you know, no you'd like that. Let <laughs> you know, we could start there. And and you know, you know that's the main that's the main issue on the on the raw roster, just them denying the obvious and not and going against the grain needlessly. Right. Speaking of Mr. Reigns, I'm sick of them trying to put him with Seth so that the only way he gets here is that he gets See, this is the thing. It's like this two-step. It's like it's not even two steps forward, one step back. It's one step forward, two steps back. Because every time they start to get Roman over, he eventually fucking, you know, is going to step in it. And make the crowd go, that's right, that's why we don't fuck with him. But I think the 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 association with Seth is natural. It makes sense. I don't think it's just, you know, you've got your super hard on for Roman. I get that. <laughs> but it, it, it's fine. It's the one thing about him that at least makes sense. Like, you know, Seth isn't obligated to not like him because we all don't like him. And I don't not like him. He's fine. You don't want to, you know, your hatred be rubbing off on everybody else. <laughs> you you know what will fix Roman? Honestly, he need to come out the, one one day when he tagging with Seth Rollins during the damn match and turn around and just beat the shit out of him and leave him in the middle of the ring. Don't show back up until the next week on Raw. To come out and say, y'all been booed, y'all cheer me only because I'm with Seth. He need to come out there and say, fuck Seth, fuck all you fans, fuck all the damn children that be cheering for me. I don't give a damn about y'all. He need to come out there and say, fuck all the mamas that be cheering for me. I got a badass wife that make y'all look like some straight up trash. Don't cheer for me no more. Don't even root for me or nothing. Y'all can just kiss my Samoan ass. And fuck you too, Rock, for making me get booed at the Royal Rumble. He needs to do all that shit to um, just turn heel and just fuck people up all the time and talk shit after he beat their ass. I bet you some people start cheering for him then. That's all he needs to do. He needs to come out there and just tell everybody, Y'all just can kiss my ass and be done with it. He needed to do a damn Hulk Hogan NWO promo where it, it pissed people so so bad off that people be wanting to throw trash in the ring and shit. That's what Roman needed to do. So he can be a dastardly heel for about, no, don't even turn him back, baby face. Just keep him heel. That's all they need to do. Just keep him heel. Because he, he the type of person, because he got the look that people are jealous of him because the way he looks, 
and he could just be, he can pull off the arrogant asshole and just be nasty, and people will pay to see him get his ass whooped when the time is right. Just keep him down. I don't know if it's as simple as, like, I I think there's something to it, obviously. (laughs) 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 Look at this. I, I, I got watching Shayna Baszler and Nikki Cross interaction, and it's fucking tremendous. Mm-hmm. God damn, get punched. Yep. Beat her ass. Beat her ass. Beat her ass. <laughs> um, I don't mm-hmm. think it's as simple as have them turn on Seth, say, sick it, brother. You know, all the moms out there, soccer moms, kiss my ass. All the little kids, I hope you, you know, get poison ivy. I don't think it's, <clears throat> you know, that, that simple. Uh, I think it needs to be built up more than just an out-of-nowhere kind of thing. I think people need to see it coming. I think people need, there need to be some denials. I think characters, he needs to change. And he needs to have a reason to change. Or better yet, all he got to do is come out there and beat up Daniel Bryan. <laughs> Wait, all right. I mean, yeah. Uh, my mom on the all line. I got to go. Is, all he need to do is bring some... Uh, Poodle puppies and you know tear their heads off in the rain. That's all. <laughs> like yeah, but they're not going to do that. You know, Nikki Cross is the shit. Fuck out of here, Shayna. Okay. Bullshit ass button up shirt. All right, Willis man, it's been it's been fun as always. Appreciate the call. Fuck out of here, Shayna. That bullshit ass button up. That shit ain't Ralph, though. Yeah, that's why your mouth bloody, stupid bitch. Fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. She do look better all vulnerable with her bloody mouth. She's kind of hot. With her tight pants and tight boy shirt on. <laughs> Wait, is that where all this hate for Shayna Baszler is coming from? I just want to smash. Damn. I think I, I, just, I, think I had a breakthrough, yo. <laughs> I just want them yeeks. All right, let's uh, keep it moving. Oh, you know what? I got some damn emails I need to get to. Let me do that. So two four zero. hang on. Uh, Jabron from Vegas, he chimes in. Uh, first off, have y'all seen the Enzo Amore video? He's doing, going by the name Real One. If not, y'all need to watch it live on the show where we can hear y'all thoughts ASAP. Well, yeah, I mean, you sent this 14 hours ago, so everybody saw that video last week, <laughs> including including me, and I'm pretty sure Cam saw it too. Um, yeah, I mean... Whatever. Um, it was it was pretty terrible, but it 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 had some it had some interesting themes or or some li- good lines like some good like put some things together in like a a clever way at times. But it was way too long, way too repetitive, and just not good enough. Uh, I listened to uh, last week's episode of uh, Jim Cornette Experience, and he did that. He did ju- just that, where he hadn't heard it, and 
what's his face, his producer, homie, uh, queued it up, and they watched it. He watched it, and we listened to to Jim's reaction, <laughs> and it was good. So if you want a, like a good good reaction, I mean, he's you know old timer, but still, he had an, an interesting take on uh, on it, and it's like near the beginning of the show, so it's you know twenty minutes in, he's. He's into it, so you can find it pretty easily. <clears throat> uh, Brian continues, uh, with SmackDown going to Friday nights, do y'all think uh, that it's a good a good idea, given the fact that they've had, uh, they have tried to put that show on that day before? Uh, I'm just not sure if they'll get the numbers they're looking for, because Friday nights are usually heavy for sports, like NBA, college sports, for example, and people are more likely to be going out on Friday nights. Uh, thanks, fellas. I'll be listening to the show. Yeah, absolutely. And I was talking like a lot of a lot of stuff earlier, and that's a good point to what I was saying, or you know, about an hour or so ago about you know uh, Fox is going to promote them and do all this, and the fact that being on Fox proper, I still think all those things. But but yes, Jabron brings up a good point. It is kind of it is going to be on Friday, <clears throat> but but because of uh, how how things work. Um, wrestling fans, I think, uh, again, more people watched on Fridays on UPN 10 years ago, 12 years ago, than are watching probably not combined. I don't, I don't know when go that far. I don't know if 5 million people were watching SmackDown in, you know, in 20, you know, 2005 or some shit. Uh, you know, especially oh five. What a year! And Kenzo Suzuki and fucking <laughs> that nonsense. Um, but yeah, what was my point? Um, I still think being on a top tier network like that, on a network that's gonna that's gonna do everything in their power and in your power to get you over to their audience in the biggest way. I think it's gonna it's gonna offset being and and they'll be live Friday. Remember the Friday shows back then were all taped, so there was there was that. How did they get away with the? Uh, I guess you just had to avoid spoilers. The Bischoff uh, 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 wedding wedding thing, Billy and Chuck wedding. Like how did they pull that off back then? Taped. But I guess that was like what, oh three. Oh two, oh three. I certainly wasn't on the internet, so I didn't have to go through much to avoid it, so just thinking that through, so I guess that's how they got got away with it. It wasn't twenty goddamn eighteen and instant <laughs> you know, shit, just in just yeah, damn. Time flies. Um all right, so yeah. I I I think there's something to to your to your uh to your uh to your thing Jabron obviously but but again they're going to be promoted right there with those basketball games with those college games Fox is not going to want to be left behind in those categories so they're going to have every incentive to promote SmackDown very heavily and give WWE everything they need to make sure that that happens. 
shit, that might be the difference. Remember I said how do they uh get around the 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 truckers and the grips and the the, the staff the the, the 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 scaffolding guys and it's the people that build the set and drive the set city to city. They they usually do stuff on weekends. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sundays are their concert football and college sports and whatever's going on weekend stuff. So that's why they taped those shows on Tuesday. So they would have the trucks for Sunday, Monday, Tuesday if they needed it Sunday. But usually, you know, Monday, Tuesday, <clears throat> WWE had them, and they were able to do that that stuff at that part of the week, Monday and Tuesday or Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and then do their other stuff Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Um, maybe Fox provides that kind of stuff. Maybe we're getting into that kind of shit. I don't know if WWE would want to relent, would want to give up that kind of. Maybe they'll say, "Hey, we'll pay, we'll provide it, and you can still just run it. You, you know, put your guys. You know, you want dedicated truck dudes, then you hire and fire and do that kind of stuff. But we'll at least provide the. You know, I wonder if there's some kind of. Yeah, that that's interesting. Because Fox is probably has all the every incentive to 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 treat WWE like basically roll out the red carpet. Like you don't you don't potentially spend this kind of money and I'm saying, you know, I'm qualifying it because it's not deal ain't signed yet. You don't potentially spend this kind of money and then treat it like you know, fucking like do nothing with it like and, and just not promote it and fuck around. So but yeah, thanks to Ron. Appreciate the email as always. Uh, oh, got one in just now from Aaron. But we gotta get to Jay's first. Uh, Jay from New York just got a few questions. Uh, first, did any of you see Daniel Bryan's promo on WWE.com? It was really good. Yes, I did. Uh, it made me laugh a bit, but I also made it also made me wonder why. Wonder if guys aren't allowed to say the word wrestling on TV. Well, yeah. Uh, it seems Brian's the only one who ever uses a word on the main roster. Second, I, well, let me answer that first. Um, yes, you are right. They're, they're, they are uh, um, not forbidden. They are, uh, woo, Lars, fucking clean that Asian dude's face. Um but they're uh, discouraged from saying wrestling and those kinds of things. So, Brian saying it, yes, it's it's you know it's kept special in that way. It's just like it was when you know in 2013 and 14 when Punk was, you know, damn, man, he's cleaning, cleaning that Asian dude's face. What, what, what? He wasn't even trying to defend himself. And you see TM61 in the background, like, nope. Cancel this afternoon's workout. <laughs> now, so, now he's got another Asian dude. Yeah, three Asian dudes in the development? That's cool. Uh-oh. Here come Roman Reigns' little brother. Oh. Slam. Roman Reigns' little big brother. He's probably not even Samoan. He's probably like Iranian or something. Yeah, it was a cool segment. Um, so yeah, Jay, uh, you, you, 
they're not really allowed to say it, and, you know, Brian's saying it, again, like I said, makes it special. Uh, it seems Brian uh, – oh, no. Second, I wonder if you guys uh, – what you guys think would change with SmackDown getting a huge TV deal. Uh, do you think it will become the A-show? I personally don't watch Raw anymore, so I don't know what kind of deal they'll get, but I don't think it will be more than a billion. Last, this might be uh, – well, let me answer that one. Well, Raw is supposed to be getting three times what they got – in 2012, 2013, which was like, what, 210, 205 or something. So they're getting $650 million. No, that's not a billion dollars. But if it's for three years, <clears throat> that's certainly uh, about the same. But it'll probably be five. Um, and, does, and does SmackDown become the A-show because it's technically in this TV cycle worth more or making more TV rights money? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's it's like if you're, if you're a father who just, you know, naturally favors, you know, your firstborn, let's just keep it simple, your first son over, you know, your second son. They're, they're, they're on SmackDown are six years apart. Uh, so let's say they're, they're they're three or four years apart. These human human people, in my analogy, um, and uh, you know, and the older son's always been the one out there doing stuff, bringing bringing fame to the family name, and blah blah blah, and bringing in the money. And, and the younger brother does too, but just at a uh, noticeably smaller level, and all that kind of stuff. Well, if the little brother goes out and does, you know, something just gigantic and, and gets like, but does the father all of a sudden, because of financial, because of a, because of a, a work-related victory, does his natural emotions then go to the older son or the, to the younger one? Like, I can see in some cases, yeah, and that's kind of a, you know, you're dealing with, like, scummy feelings already. Naturally scummy feelings. I'm not making a judgment. Just you know, <laughs> you know, I don't have kids, so I don't. Let alone multiple, so I don't have to deal with the that question of <laughs> you know, parents. Oh no, I love my kids. You know, evenly. Okay. I know which one of your kids I like better. I personally like better. I know which one's an asshole and which one's not. So fine. You don't have a favorite. I do. <laughs> uh, but anyway, <laughs> um, last this may be a better one for Rich. Okay, maybe I'll save. Oh well, you're not VIP, so wait. Let's see. Is Rich maybe on the line by chance? Nope. So. Uh, I'll, I'll hang on to it, and I'll at least try to remember to ask him on the VIP. Um, uh, <clears throat> I don't know how versus Cam and Trav are in New Japan, but I really like Juice Robinson. Yeah, I like him too. I liked him in NXT. Uh, I read he started in NXT, but what do you think his chances are coming back to the U.S. and getting a bigger role in either WWE or more likely NXT? Thanks a lot. Well, I liked him. I liked him when he was uh, when he was his uh, you know vegan uh, uh, environmentalist gimmick in the early NXT. 
um, when when NXT really started getting like views like on Hulu and and shit like that before the network and right after I think he was around when the network launched <clears throat> he hadn't left yet um, I think he did leave like after the network was like a year into the network <clears throat> and that might have been a part of the the perplex the perplexation. Why people were perplexed and like wondering, like man, like NXT is clearly like on an up tr- up track, and WWE's like main rosters, you know, starting to look different, and you know they're pushing different size guys and different color guys and <clears throat> guys with different type of hair, you know, him with the locks. Um, but he left again. My timeline could be could be could be slightly off, but I think that might have been. The, some of the thinking and why people were wondering why he would just go, eh, can I get my release and then go and leave? He's like, nope, I got to go prove myself. He basically did the AJ thing before, you know, obviously not being the the, the uh, high-profile wrestler as AJ, but he did the AJ thing. Like, oh, if I just go to Japan and become something and prove myself that I'm not just, you know, I think he felt he knew, like, where he was going to be slotted. Like, NXT can take off all at once. Like, I don't think I'm going to take off with it. I'm sure he had a reason to think that. But, again, I'd have to go back, you know, three or four years when this happened. I wonder if anybody has a clearer clearer insight on that. But, yeah, I'll try to remember to ask Rich. Appreciate that, uh, Jay. And, finally, Aaron says, Aaron from Newark, Ohio, not, not New Jersey. Uh, do you think they Photoshop Sanity's? Oh, Photoshop! Damn. Do you think they postponed Sanity SmackDown SmackDown debut until Nikki Cross is done with her match at Takeover? I sure hope that's not why. I mean, that would be silly, right? Like, bring them up and bring her up with them later. I mean, somebody had a really good scenario. You know, six weeks or so ago, around the uh, superstar shakeup, when 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 it became apparent she wasn't necessarily coming up with them, and it was like you know get people used to them not having her around, and then like a month, like three months from now or whatever, it was like she she helped them do something. It was really good scenario somebody came up with. Maybe I came up with it. I don't know, but I, I think a call or email it did. Um, Whoa, Roddy! Whew. Damn, Danny Birch, Chairman Suplex. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if that's why they got postponed. I, I wonder why. I, 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 I hope it has nothing to do with Nikki Girls because again, it's just you could you can have them debut and not have her. A part of it at all, even, but definitely, you know, it doesn't have to be a part of it right away. She's doing her thing in NXT. That's that's fine. I think fans would understand. And again, then that just leaves your wild card open. You know, a few months from now, when you're ready to bring her up. Uh... What's up? Wow, is Roddy gonna tap out? Don't let go, Danny Burch, you dumb fucking moron. Why don't you let go? Let him come in, interfere, and then... Yep, backbreaker. You're an idiot. That's what you get. One, two, three. Stupid. 
might have got your ass kicked, but you're going to get your ass kicked anyway. But at least you got to win and be a DQ if you just let Adam Cole come in, interfere, and then but you're going to let go of the move, turn your back on your opponent. Uh-oh, but here comes this scumbag at life. Fucking, what's, I don't even remember his stupid-ass name. Um... Done, Pete Done, fucking piece of garbage. Um, so, yeah, anyway, Aaron, um, if after takeover in three weeks or two weeks, you know, that, that she sh- they show up and she's with them, you know, because I don't think she's going to win the title from from <laughs> from uh, for Shayna Baszler as much as I really, really like that. Uh, then you'd then it'd be like, oh, that's down. We think back, like, oh, Aaron said that. But, um, hush up. But I don't know. But I, I I hope not. But I don't know who's the bigger like missing in action, Sanity on SmackDown or uh, AOP on Raw. I I'm almost I think it's I think AOP gets the nod because at least they they showed up and then disappeared. So it's a little more intriguing. Like well, <laughs> you know, for 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 Sanity, you can you know, oh, did they did they this or did they that? Like like you know, Aaron's coming up with his theory. Uh, I, I think AOP. It's like, yeah, wait, they 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 showed up. They won a couple matches. Like, what the hell? So, yeah. So appreciate that, Aaron. Uh, everybody left is VIP. So let's go back to the phone lines and two four zero. Who's this? What Where up? From? Hey, this Marcus from DC. What up? What up, uh, Marcus? What's, what's going on? Not much. Um. At some point, I'm going to have to watch uh, Shayna Baszler highlight to see why you uh, think she's, what do you say, piece of trash? But, yeah. I mean, your life is better but for not having to have her, you, her you know, <laughs> to see her in action. So if you want to downgrade the quality of your life by uh, <laughs> watching her highlights or matches or stuff, I mean, just to understand what I'm going through, like I appreciate it, but I'm just saying, my advice would be stay away, stay away. <laughs> I understand. I understand. It's just, it's just, I think I remember like one of the first times I heard you like like just talking bad about her. I was like driving somewhere while listening to the podcast. And I almost had to pull over because I was laughing so hard at you just <laughs> talking about her. So I was like, what the hell is this coming from? Like, I mean, I know who she is, but I never really. Well, I've seen her in the May Young Classic, but I haven't like watched on the indie um, NFT matches with her. And I think it was last week or the, no, the week before you mentioned like one thing is that you miss it. Like when people do like the kickouts when they just sort of like bounce off their back a little. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah, remember, like, like basically do um, a reverse worm <laughs> while, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's funny because Seth did that last week when he, in his match against, who's he? Who are, who are he was wrestling against? He actually kicked out like that. Oh, cool. out like that after you mentioned that so I just thought that was interesting yeah. um but yeah uh, if, I had a well I ran a question about Neville I know he's like still signed with the company and stuff he's like sort of I don't know in limbo they just don't want to release him but I saw a report like or probably a month or two ago that he moved back to um the UK is it possible that he could end up being in the um I guess the WWE UK UK division. That's probably why he's not being featured at all. So you may just 
pop up. Who's this again? I didn't even catch who you're talking about. Neville. Neville. Oh. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I haven't heard. I think we talked about him a few weeks ago. I don't remember how what the conversation. I think it was just like uh, maybe it was about the he moved, tournament. He moved, no, no, no. no. I don't know, but he came home. up recently, and I I don't know. It, I, I I don't listen enough to like uh, you know you know news sites and stuff reports. So I I really have no idea. Right. Right. But last I heard was yeah about, he's back he's back over there and maybe going to you know. Right. Wrestle in Europe, but that doesn't mean any much to me here. Right, but I think that maybe that means that he they just keep him on the low because he made debut in I guess I guess that's just trying to do a UK show. I mean a UK TV pro show, so maybe that's what they're doing. I'm not sure, but that was just a thought from me. Um, yeah. The main question I have, like last week, I asked about um, like title ranks and stuff like that, and you know. Uh, I guess multiple champions versus uh, I guess long title reigns. Another question I had um, is there like are you of the mindset that some wrestlers shouldn't lose to other wrestlers like Brock Lesnar should never lose to um, let's see what uh, Ellsworth I mean obviously he should never lose to Ellsworth but for example when yeah some people say Brock should never lose to Finn Balor or something like that right yeah so, um, like, I, I, before I, Miz was, I, yeah, you got it. I'm sorry. But yeah, be, so before Miz, I just So before Miz was drafted to Raw, not down, but before he was drafted to Raw, he sort of had, I guess, a few matches with AJ, and he never beat AJ. So I feel like that's an instance where maybe someone like Miz should never be in AJ Styles. I mean, but now I saw Miz is sort of coming up. I mean, getting better. So, I mean, I guess he beats AJ at this point. It would be sort of like, uh, I guess, but or like Jinder Mahal. I, Jinder Mahal should have never beat. Yeah. Should never beat um, I, I don't typically, I don't like to subscribe. I'm not a, an absolutist. In a lot of ways I am, mm-hmm. but in like these terms, like I'm, I'm not. Uh, because I, in wrestling, like, no, there's stories to be told in everything. Like there's stories to be told right. of a small right. person, you know, combat. Per- you know, like come on, like right. there's. I mean, do I like? Well, it's I'll, like, do I have to go back to the obvious, the fucking Bible, and do David and Goliath or some <laughs> shit? But right. that's like again, that's just like one of the oldest storytelling tropes. So well, why, more, uh, why would someone be like, that guy can't beat that guy? Like, in pro wrestling and in scripted, you know, stuff like this, like, there's a way to tell that story. Like, why are well, you so, well, yeah, uh, I mean, case, yeah. yeah. But I, I mean more. Um, like, more, I was the guy uh, that wanted uh, to see Brock Lesnar versus Daniel Bryan. That was right. the, that yeah. was the match I wanted to see. Right. Right. Yeah. But I mean more of like, I feel like everybody beats everybody at some point. Like I just feel like everyone shouldn't have a winning victory over everyone else. Like so, like how I mentioned, like feels like everyone gets a gets a gets a title reign. Like every wrestler shouldn't beat every wrestler. If that makes sense. Like some wrestlers should yeah. have a losing record to wrestler sure. A or wrestler B. Yeah, because that's how that's again that's that's real. That happens. Some people have your number or you don't have their whatever. That <laughs> right, but. Absolutely. I think Alessa I mean, Bliss, she's beat 
Alexa Bliss, she's beat four horsewomen, women except for Charlotte in a match, or at least in a one-on-one match. So I feel like that could be a story that can use down the road that she's beat Sasha, Becky, and Bailey, but she has to beat Charlotte. Things like that. Mm. Um, it's, and also, with that, do you think that they should, I guess, sort of, with the four horsewomen, they should make a bigger deal of them? I mean, not, I guess not necessarily they're the four horsewomen, but I feel like they shouldn't feel like they're just four, four more women on a women's roster. Like, sort of how the shield, the shield oh, members... Oh, oh, abs- they, they, would, they would definitely, just because of the, just by purely on the Ronda Rousey connection, they would get treated way better than way pushed harder and more protected than the Riot Squad or, or Absolution or anything like right, that. Right, like, right. Oh, no, I, didn't, I didn't mean Ronda Rousey's four horsewomen, but I mean them and the. Oh, WWE you mean what? Wait, the other ones already. The, the women are already on the roster. Bailey and Charlotte. I'm just saying, I feel like they're just four other women on the roster. I feel like they should be a bigger deal. Like, so how the Shield is like the three members of the Shield feel like they are. I mean, I, I guess. The, I mean, the, yeah. The, well, the, well, one the four horsewomen never was a thing on TV. Right. Right. That's just what they yeah. call themselves backstage. They take pictures right. after that that emotional like takeover three four years ago, you know. And, yeah. And then the, there's the MMA four horsewomen, so they had a the little Twitter rivalry and stuff. Blah blah blah. So, but but nothing like one that's less than a percentage a percent. You know, maybe two percent of the fan base know about that. Mm, I mean, maybe right. I'm maybe I'm even underplaying it, but. Uh, Certainly ain't five or ten percent that, that that would acknowledge or know who the four horsemen women of the WWE or MMA were. They'd be like, I don't fucking know. What do you mean, Ric Flair? Uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> right. So. Right. Okay. Well, that's pretty much everything I had. So that's right. Cool. Hey man, appreciate it. Right. Don't be a stranger. Talk to you. Uh, Marcus from uh, D.C. Let's uh, head to uh, head to Georgia. Talk to Darrell. Wrap this thing up. Darrell, what's happening, what What's going on today, Trav? How's everything? Yeah, you know, things are good. Okay, I see, I see, I see you had really from here. Um, secretly admitting his secret um, inner fandom for Roman. <laughs> you got, I heard secret fandom for Roman, but you're muffled. I don't know if you got your phone dug in Oh, here. my bad. <laughs> my bad, my bad, my bad. Yeah, there you yeah go. his secret um, fandom for, I mean, for I Roman. I don't hate Roman. I think I've made that clear over the years. I used to really like him. Oh, guy. I know that. But, you know, Willis hate him. Willis so-called hate him, but he was showing that he's got a secret fandom for him. Oh. I only got oh, yeah, like, this. oh, Willis is definitely the guy. If Roman did exactly what he said tonight, like turn and fuck you fans and your mom jeans and all that stuff, uh, he would instantly start cheering him. Yeah, Roman, I knew you had it in you. That would be, that would be Willis. He'd be the biggest fucking Roman Reigns fan overnight. Completely going against, like, the point. <laughs> you know, like, oh, now you want to cheer him, you fucking jackass? Yeah, so. 
Oh yeah. Wanna first start off uh, with something that's a little outside of wrestling. Um your Philadelphia seventy sixers, you know. Um, how you feel about your uh your sixers looking like they finna um keep Mr. Burner phone <laughs> on and he's finna keep his position. I don't know. I mean I haven't I don't I've only followed that on on the periphery. I don't uh, when this when the story broke, I was like, "Who's Brian Colangelo?" Like, I don't find. I mean, I know my, not Sixers, but I, you know, the coach. <laughs> I know the players. I don't particularly care for you know Jeffrey Laurie. He's been there so long. He owns the team, so I know his name for sure. His hot Asian wife. Um, but I really <laughs> didn't know what was going on. I was like, I don't know. That happened back then, or yeah. So okay. I haven't, I haven't had that. much reaction to. I, I don't have much reaction to him keeping his job or not keep, you know, any of that. It sucks if that's the case. He was writing all that shit. I know Shahid shared a tweet from back then. It was like, imagine saying this to the kids you drafted, and Fultz had said something, and then like he just said something super fucking snotty, like, like buck up, kid, blah blah blah. And it's like, damn, why would you go there? <laughs> like they're starving Don't kids say. Like, basically like, kind of a re- response well you know how that be well back to wrestling um, I heard a few of the conversations that you guys were having today um, I know one thing is I know y'all was talking about it a little bit earlier briefly but you know even though I liked it the segment that AJ slapped Nakamura and <laughs> Slapped him in the nose, almost mm-hmm. made him tear up. But he got on, he got on all <laughs> social media and talking about, hey, can y'all help me fix my nose? He made, he made it a little funnier about it. But secretly, this, this right now, what they're doing with AJ and, and and Nakamura to me is like secretly undercoverly one of the hottest things they're doing That's right now going. on yeah. both shows. I don't know if it's secret. And it's not getting. I mean, we all watching this. It's not getting girl. talked about. It's not yeah. getting talked about as much. Because it's like you know, like you know we're on match you know six right now, and you know, unfortunately, they had to have you know four matches or whatever to get to this point. So it's just you know, in a certain way, it feels been there done been there done that. But because it's AJ and Shinsuke, and and it's good, and you know, we we still want to see it. It's just not newsworthy. It's just good, and I think that's a that's a difference in you know what gets talked about because it's just not newsworthy because it's like oh AJ and Shinsuke had a good segment I'm like no fucking doing. Yep, but I also think that they um their match the matchup plus might be one of the matches of the weekend, a la other than the Dream and Ricochet. Those two are probably matches of the weekend. Yeah, but I think it's gonna be hard to top the the, the match that they had before. I know this is gonna be a street fight and it might be yeah. a little more brutal, but you know, it ain't gonna be like it was before. That's just gonna be like a brutal match where they beating each yeah. other. Like the emotion and won't be as 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 thick. Yeah, and I'm kind of seeing um, 
that match ending and somebody coming out there and jump a la EC3 and coming out there and moving these guys away from each other. So I don't think that match is going to end. It has to – Somebody's it's not a disqualification because you can't disqualify. And, right. you know, you got to finally move these guys on. We want them feuding for three years in a row like Randy Orton and um, John Cena did. So move them along from each other, especially if they're going to be down there in NXT. Go on somewhere else. And just because Johnny Ooh, came out there in the Evans, um, Oh, my God. Yo. She was standing on the on the middle rope. She jumped up to the top rope, the, facing the other way now, facing the crowd. And she's standing on the second rope, facing Kyrie Sane in the ring. She jumps up to the sec to the top rope. You know, no hands, just jump, sprung from the second rope to the top rope, and turned, and then did a goddamn spring a, a backflip. All to miss the move. Fucking Kyrie Sane moved out the way. Like, I'm, I'm mad that wasn't, like, the finish of the match. Or at least led directly to Kyrie Sane then rolling her up and getting the pin after she missed. Like, that needs to, for the risk involved, I don't, woof. You know, Lacey Evans, like, I like, you know, tall, lanky woman. I like that. I like that. I like that rivalry also um, between those two because, you know, People might say, well, it's not keeping Kyrie hot uh, like she was, but it also establishing another character and helping right. them build They're in the rebuild up. mode right now. I'm, I love what they're doing with the women's division. Soon as soon as uh, Lacey Evans cut that promo like six weeks ago uh, when she was in her, like, green, you know, sort of military colors, but, you know, whatever, like army colors, she's a – Green, but whatever. Um, I was like, yes, they're finally like doing something with these women. She cut a great promo, so I was like, okay, that signals to me that they're doing something with with her. And then they did did they did that feature on Bianca Belair two weeks ago, uh, where they did that like four minute long video package that was really well done. It showed all her athletics from, like, going back to, like, you know, as a as a seven-year-old or whatever, like in ballet or dance and shit. So she's, you know, been an athlete and performer her whole life, and just it was just super well done. And 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 then the, and then getting putting Nikki Cross in there interacting, and then oh oh, not even Nikki Cross before I disrespect the best thing that was going on NXT, maybe on the whole three rosters, the Dakota Kai, Shayna Baszler. Again, it was just to get to a TV match and for a title a title match that you knew wasn't going to you know change hands. But man, did they do a good job over three or four weeks uh, getting getting Dakota Kai over as sympathetic and 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 Shayna Baszler over uh well you know all Shayna Baszler has to do is fucking breathe and you know it's like pretty obviously she's a you know scumbag um but but they did a really good job with Dakota Kai making me care about her cuz coming out of the you know the May Young classic I'm like oh yeah you know she's she's definitely got the girl next door look and you know if they want to do it 
you know, the new Bailey and do that kind of thing. They, they, you know, sure, she's absolutely the one to go with, but I don't particularly care for her. She's fine. Man, this is stuff that they've done with her. She's shown, yeah, she just been, was really good. Um, Multiple women with storylines. Oh, yeah, so the women's Multiple division women in NXT, lines. to me, has been, like, really churning along. Uh, you know, yeah, Something really that well. you don't see on the main roster. Is, is is multiple women in storylines that's in depth and help building characters. Like we assume that they have a storyline going with Sasha and Bailey, but from what they're showing us on we TV, book it in our heads basically. One of those things. Yeah. We gotta what we fill in all the gaps, and we've gotten so used to that. And that's a bad way to tell a story. No story ever ends good when you have to come up with what the writer's trying to tell you anyway. So we assume that Bailey and Sasha have been beefing for months and months, which when they finally do start to allow them to beef and build it up in the story, we're tired of it already or we're hoofed on it because we've been building it up in our minds and that's how we're going to allow WWE to get us. So I like that NXT does this. I like Going to the women's roster on the uh, on on SmackDown, that confrontation between um, Carmella and Oscar, uh, the two on one match was okay. You seen some slip ups. You seen when um, Mandy Rose got inside of the ring, they had to sl- um, Oscar had to slow down like two or three steps. That's why I think you seen more of. Um, um, what you call it in the ring with her instead of Mandy, and also yeah. that weak touch hit that um <laughs> that Carmelo Carmella gave Oscar and Oscar had to say like she was just knocked oh, out when she barely touched her with the title is <laughs> <It's> just <laughs> I don't just walked up behind her with her. the title in front of her and like like. That kind of it, bumped into her, and Oscar like went down like she was shot. It, <laughs> and it was just like she dropped the God, title. Carmella she can't dropped do the title before she right when it comes to like <laughs> selling, whether it's like making something look good or making, you know, taking a, a, a hit and making it look good. Like she's so bad. Like I, that's why I don't. This, I don't that's know exactly why I don't like Carmella because she is trash. Anybody who's selling, who's selling the fans or trying to tell people, uh, come on any airway podcast and tell people that Carmelo is good for the, the, the division and trying to sell you on her, you should, you should drug test. You shouldn't take like, any wrestling advice say, or, or, or trust their opinion. That, that, that's the start. Yes, because she is horrible. Okay, let's go off of Mike's skills. If we're going to base people familiar to her, it, you, that means you got to base Alexa Bliss. And she's two, three steps under Alexa Bliss on the mic. Because the stuff that she say, it's just corny. It's corny. If it was Basically, said by a dude. Basic heel 101. Yeah. Corny. I mean, it's, I don't think, I, <laughs> I think she, I don't know if she's two, three steps under, under, under Alexa, but she's certainly not on Alexa's level on the mic. She's not even on Alexa's level I, in the ring. Because again, I Alexa, like as I green as she is, 
she's a better she's just a better natural athlete, but she's just not afraid to get hit in the face or to hit somebody yeah. in the face. Like and you can't do this wow. if you're afraid to get hit in the face. Like sometimes you're gonna get hit in the face. You do your best but to make it yeah. look as good as possible, but you know, sometimes you know, you're gonna get kicked in the face or need or whatever. And the reason why I say she's three steps behind because we remember when they lifted um, Alexa Bliss up to that role, and she was her promos is what got everybody to believe in her. And yeah. she wasn't, yeah, that, wasn't her little ass. People were talking about she was green in the ring, but she could carry her own, and she believe she made you believe that she would get her ass whooped and stuff like that. So right. that's something I don't think you don't believe. And doing all that, so she had a level of credibility that you know Carmella or like you know don't have. Like she has the yeah, things that I make don't... up for her not being as as experienced as you know you you'd like uh, ideally. But but somebody like yeah, Carmella and her winning her the money in the bank too. Mandy Rose, they do not. And I and then I'm gonna like, bring I'm gonna bring this she, to you. Yeah, go ahead, Trav. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, I was bringing this to you, too. I heard. <laughs> you got it, Darrell. <laughs> I'm trying to get you to even cool. <laughs> You go ahead, man. I keep telling you, go, go ahead, Trav. <laughs> we foolish. All right, I'm going to go, so shut the fuck up. So I said when, when Carmella won the title, like, this is a bad idea. She's not good enough, and the fa- and it was, and at the time the visceral reaction was, how could you do this to Charlotte? Like again, like I said earlier, like I'm going to remember this when y'all try to sell me on Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey for for WrestleMania main event next year, if that's indeed where they're headed or where they're thinking they're headed. Like I'm going to remember this, but as you as it bears out, as the weeks go by, you realize Carmella just isn't good. She has no credibility, and she doesn't make up for it with her really dynamic character and promo ability like uh, an Alexa Bliss does. Like, again, like I said, Alexa Bliss doesn't have an incredibility in the ring and size. She makes up for in ev- literally every other aspect of the game. Presence, just standing there yes. being with that look on her face. You know, uh, obviously the promo ability, the athleticism. So she has some things, and Carmella doesn't have those things. She has a basic, decent heel charisma. Like, nobody can say Carmella doesn't have, like, some natural, like, talent and charisma. And, like, you do kind of want to hear her talk. But it's in it's in spurts, and it shouldn't, certainly shouldn't be featured. She doesn't have a featured personality. Somebody you want to hear talk for five or eight minutes at a time. She has the same charisma that um, somebody like um, um, Mr. I Got Kids got. And she'll be... Um, Frequently visit to just like um, his is. I don't know. Probably keep us. Thing about Heath Slater is he's got timing and that kind of thing. Like if you put Heath Slater in a segment, like you see those. Oh, why do you think he's a huge part of those backstage like content filling, you know, game little game show bumps that they do? Uh, He's always in it, Zack Ryder, because they have a certain kind of 
you know, draw you. I don't even know if Carmella ha- is at that level. I think oh, yeah, I understand that. at that level. She's at that level. Yeah. I'm just saying she has that little charisma that keeps him there, but then once he get on the screen, he adds something more, and that's what she can't do. She can't add nothing more. I don't right, care about right. you moving later off make the process. Really look really good. Like imagine saying, hey, yeah. hey, hey, um, uh, Carmella, we really want to get Shayna Baszler over. She's debuting tonight, and she, she's going to attack you and blah, 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 make it look good. <laughs> Would you trust that she's going to make it look good, or are you going to trust that she's probably going to botch something and make Shayna Baszler look like a fucking idiot <laughs> at some point or make herself look um, like an idiot? Not at all. I don't trust her talking on the mic like that because with mic skills, I feel like if you're great on the mic, or even good on the mic, they should be able to give you a point and be like, get this person over in a healish way. Like, that's something that Alexa Bliss did. When, even though she was in that work, horrible segment that this is your life with Bailey, but why it didn't ruin her? Because she came back out the next week and cut a promo and still got most of the stuff ready. It's just what they did with Bailey that turned it the other way because the response that they were giving Bailey one realistic. I think you were the one the ones who said, like, how you want to be in wrestling and don't want to hurt nobody? <laughs> like, this, this woman talked about like, your Bailey family. said those words. Like, I didn't get in this business to hurt people. Like, well, well why are you here? Because that's certainly the job title. It's like the second line. <laughs> Must kick somebody's ass. And Alexa Bliss was doing all the big, the big, big lead work on the mic trying to get it over. And that's something that I don't see Carmella doing. And she just took me to so when she dropped that title before she hit Oscar and she barely pinched like um what you call it said on Players Club, did you pinch the bitch? And she barely pinched her. I'm like, no, 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 get her off. And it, it, it's just surprising that her and, and she in a couple with the other worst person on SmackDown who <laughs> they had to know not to play the Daniel Bryan uh, rebuttal to that horrible promo that he cut, that repetitive promo that he's been cutting for the past four weeks. The same thing. <laughs> but but, but um, the positioning, has, though. They had the old school Mean Gene uh, promo positioning. That means nothing. You still talking about <laughs> you can You can position Drake in a video uh, – um, like hit him up like Tupac, and he ain't saying nothing that gonna get you something from what put um Pusha T did to him. It's still trash. You still trash, boy. Hold that L. So that don't mean nothing because she he wasn't saying nothing. That's why I hate when they do that and you only push people because of their size because you only can talk about your size one time. That's why they didn't have him in the ring with. With um the baddest man in WWE right now, Samoa Joe, because you get exposed because size don't mean nothing when you meet, finally meet you somebody who got these hands and they put these hands to you. You can't right. keep coming out and, and I don't, don't want to. I don't want to dis. Uh, I don't want to uh, dismiss bro uh, Joe's professionalism or anything, but I don't think he'd be in any in any. Uh, Hurry to get get Cass over and to make Cass look good. And I mean, you know, I think he'd have a professional match with him and you know do his do his stuff and let Cass get his stuff in. But I don't think he'd be. Oh shit! Did he? Oh, he's opened him up. Whoa! 
Why? Look at, look at Lizzie. There is he. In the front row. Saw blood for the first time. Wow. I got to go back and watch NXT. You know, the... Um, oh, they wiped it off. Oh, what a bunch of... coming on. Assholes. You know they have to do they that. You know they have down. to do that. Yeah, you know they have to do that. Oh, but he's putting them in now. the move. Let's see. Let's see. We're going to get some juice. Where the juice? Did they put, like, some kind of, like, instant stealing? Oh, no, nah, there's the juice. There it is. They did the old... They, 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 they stay doing that. They did the, oh, here's the logo. We're going off air. And then Johnny Wrestling jumped back up like, mm, I ain't done. <laughs> Bloody <laughs> wow. That's cool, so... That's what's up. Um, that, that's why I say it's going to yeah. be brutal. That match is going to be brutal between them. Right, it's going to be, you know... One of them old school, not hard, hardcore matches with the, with the um, chandeliers no, and all that stuff. No. But. Sanitized version, which it should be. I'm not asking for, <laughs> you know, falls off a scaffold. Blood and guts. Yeah. Yeah. That is not necessary to get over what they need to get over. But, but yeah, I don't know if you've seen that Daniel Bryan promo, though, but he destroyed every point that that guy was out there making. He destroyed it. And they had no choice but to put it on um, .com and on the social media sites because if they would have played that on TV, you kill you kill the man's credibility, especially when he keeps saying the same thing for the past four weeks. And then you have people trying to tell me that, oh, he decent and he good. The only reason why you keep saying that is because he's a big, tall guy, and he's not even the tallest of them all. You know what I'm saying? And, and he, he don't, don't work like his a big feet. man. Like, he's, he's fine. Nobody, like, you know, says he's garbage. I don't yeah. think he's garbage. I think if people went that, I think that's too far. People said he's trash or whatever. Like, no, he's, he's an adequate seven-foot guy or whatever. Six, eight, where he really is. He's adequate. And with time, you know, he, you know, he got rushed to the main roster. But with time, you know, hopefully he can turn into, you know, a guy that can main event, uh, main event pay-per-views in the WWE style. Yeah, but until then, I think he's more of a um, bottom of the mid card type of guy. Never top uh, main event because I don't see. You got to think about it like this: Do you see Brock allowing him to be in the match with him and putting in any work? Fam, three years from now, Brock won't be around, and Cass won't have to worry about Brock when Cass is when Cass is going to be expected to. You know, if if Cash isn't drawing any money in three years, then he won't be drawing any money in ten years. Yeah, he won't be nowhere near that main event. If he, this is his chance today, and he's not hitting it out of the park. So Vince don't give too many chances. Well, that's their fault. You Roman Reigns. That is absolutely their fault for putting him in a position where you know they know how good he is or isn't. <laughs> they the ones that brought him up. They keep going off of this old format. They're going off that old format that Vince been using for the past 20 years. So, And you can tell the difference. And, and it's also with one of the people who just caught me soon. He came back to, um, to NXT at first and some of his stuff on the Indies. It's, um, it's Drew McIntyre. First of all, they changed his music, and I and I really love the music that he had in NXT. Then they put him with Dolph Ziggler, 
and that was to me is like a death nail and they're trying to make him heal when I think he wanted the best believable baby faces on Monday Night Raw if you let him play that role. And you got him in this, and then y'all just throw him in the tag team, this little tag team thing, and I think they lost first, if I'm not mistaken, because I just turned to it for a second. And then when I looked away, like you did with the Finn stuff, him and Dolph was out of the match, like one of the first ones out of the match. So if you what, think you that battle doing, royal thing? Yeah, that battle royal. That was fine. I called that. Like, as I'm sitting there watching it uh, uh, Monday night, like, they either got to win this or they're going to be out early and it's going to be used as something. And they were out early and it was used as something. I just don't, I don't think you, especially when you're building up a cartoon, you're building up a cartoonish team in the B uh, B team, because if you were going to do that. They proved their point. They got the, what I'm saying, they they did. Listen, they lost a fucking tag team battle royal. Who cares? He got tossed over the top rope. That doesn't mean anything. And then they got in and beat like eight, twelve people up. That is more bad. That's more. That's to me. That's better than winning these dumbass tag battle royal. Where you got to then, you know, in this division, I wouldn't. I, I feel wouldn't like that's better for a, ta- a tag team like AOP though. That's better for a tag team I would, like I've AOP. I've been waiting for AOP to come in and, like, every week for the last three weeks. In the tag stuff, I've been waiting for AOP to come in and go, nope, that's for us, homie. This week, the same. I thought they were going to enter and maybe dash the B-team's hopes, but nope. So, I don't know. That, and that's now. what I was, I, I, was, I was thinking, that they would, you know, just do that with the eight, uh, with uh, AOP. Yeah, and they look like the monsters because they come out there and, and they laying everybody out, and then you got the yeah. force to get them out. I don't think you do that with characters who people who watch the WWE, who mostly hard, uh, hardcore people who've been watching WWE for years. You don't do that with guys who they already have doubts about, like Dolph Ziggler, and people who don't remember yeah. Drew McIntyre in NXT and on the Indies, and they see him as 3MB. In a different light, so I mean, I, I, I get that. So they're they're trying, and I mean, and it's just you just to disagree, like they shouldn't try. It's over for Dolph, and they're going, no, no, we're going to give it one last go or whatever, <laughs> you know. So I can't. I'm not. I'm less. I'm less upset at that, obviously, than you. That doesn't bother me at all. So, yeah. but yeah. So so one last thing. You, you got it, and then we're going to get the hell out of here. Okay. Um. One um the only last thing that I, I would say is um I noticed early and I probably y'all probably get your predictions um next week, but I just wanna talk about um something y'all was speaking about earlier about Feverteen Dream and Ricochet and the potential of those two guys after this match that they have. How do you see it? How do you see them um their pathways going? Do one person have to win? It's because Velveteen ain't really won a big match yet. Do he need to win it since Ricochet is, is fresh and newer? And put well, him on a path. Ricochet pathway? need to win it because he's fresh and newer. So yeah, it definitely makes the case, you know, uh, uh, for both. Um, I think 
Yeah, I definitely want to see NXT next week. So this literally this this call next week. <laughs> you know, after NXT literally it just have been have will have just aired. Um I think I'll have I don't even know then if I'll have a definitive pick. Because there's because it's really one of those right right there in the middle. Like, man, both guys could win, like it's like they don't over. They're, nobody's outmatched physically, and they both need a win, kayfabe or you know non kayfabe wise. So yeah, I think Velveteen should win, and maybe get one of those other two titles and work his way up for uh, either Adam Cole or yeah. What the fuck? Um, they haven't I don't done know about that North American title since the. Since that ladder match. Yeah, I think they still in the mix up and waiting on Bobby Fish to come back. He should be coming back pretty soon. They got to do the North American title. Get, because I think they gonna, they want them to have all the titles, and then you set up feuds that end up splitting them apart. Like, I'm pretty sure we're going to see War Machine versus Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish. Oh, Bobby maybe, Fish is going to come back and beat uh, Aleister Black for the main title? And they're no, gonna have all I the gold. I see Bobby Fish becoming tag team champion, and I see um, Roderick Strong be, being the one to beat the longest reigning champion in NXT and maybe in WWE behind Brock Lesnar and Pete Dunne beat him Ooh. at um, over over there in the UK tournament or set up something for him to. Who's the longest the title reigning? Whatever, him. whatever. Outside of Brock Lesnar, what? what, what? Pete Dunn. Pete Dunn almost had the title for over oh. 400 days. Oh, whatever. I guess. I know you don't like him, but I, that's that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing Roderick Strong in so the one that beat him. Bring the UK title to the. Uh, 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 Just pay off him yeah. turning on him. Yep, and pay off him turning on him, and then you can start setting up guys to go after. Adam Cole and the other guys, because right now they tied up in the feud, and I, I, you were just watching the match with Danny Burch, so it's not really anybody for Adam Cole to feud with. And two potential guys could be Velveteen Dream or right. Ricochet, whoever whoever wins that match. And then I, that's why I say you can allow Ricochet to lose because he knew and he can build himself back up. By going through other people, let's say um, NXT Braun Strowman, he loses to Aleister Black. Ricochet won his payback for him, you know, black holding him. Yeah. You set up yeah. a rivalry yeah. between him and build him back up. So maybe he go for the Aleister Black eventually or something like that. Because you don't have to replay. I don't see, you know, NXT replaying matches. And you can have Dream. Say he want a title and he want the North American title, and I would love to see Dream versus Adam Cole and see how Adam Cole baby look with that sexual tension that Dream brings, and I want to see how he say baby. <laughs> That'll be amazing. See, I said that earlier. I was like, is that just what every Velveteen feud going to boil down to? Like, like apparently so. <laughs> and it's a mind game, and it's different than Gold does because. How the guys today play it off. You know, some people, you know, 
right. cool it's when they sell like, like, like yeah, it's like whatever, fam. Like that shit don't bother me. But but in '95, you had to freak out and you know, ah, don't kiss me or do mouth to mouth. I'd freak out. Period. Dude, I don't care who putting their lips on me. Also, yeah, or heel or heel mid versus uh, baby face or uh, tweener dream and him playing off the Miz with the Miz mic skills. And you can see the Miz as the type of guy who will panic off or something like that. Like, hold up, hold up, hold up, man. I got a wife. Don't you be <laughs> all up on me like <laughs> And just a different reaction from different people yeah. adds more to the um, to the feud and to the um, story that you can tell. As long as you keep the comedy writers away from it, that's why I say they got to stop hiring comedy people and just hire people who can tell good stories. That's why they don't know how to tell stories with people like Bobby Lashley, have him out here stealing Shawn Michaels' suit from 96 and stuff like that because comedy writers always want to be funny. They don't know how to do serious. They don't know what serious is. That's why the stories are so iffy in WWE because comedy writers write comedy and comedies don't have linear stories that continue on and on and on. It's just one joke move to the next thing. Yeah. But well, yeah, that's it. That's what I was just saying. Yeah. To defend comedy, a certain type of comedy is like that. It's wide ranging. <laughs> you know, comedy. There's you know Arrested Development, and and there's Martin, and then there's a lot in between. And then there's Family Guy, and then there's, you know, jokes can be written in many, many, many different ways. I'm going to cut Darrell off before he can respond, and we go 15 more minutes about a thing neither one of us are experts in. So, <laughs> so yeah, so that's been, uh, been the show. Uh, how is Dre just finding out Jeff Cobb is Brandon Cobb's brother? I don't understand this. He just texts me, is man... Mantanza really related to Brandon Cobb or my highest fuck? I said, if that's Jeff Cobb, then yeah. And he just said, Jesus Christ. I hope Jesus Christ, because you've been out of how, how you haven't known this. I mean, I know Brandon ain't in the circle anymore, but damn. I don't get that right. So, you later. And uh, motherfucker, <laughs> he laid his shit. Like we seen Jeff Cobb come up, like when when he was just a nobody, you know. Yeah, my brother he wrestles, and you know, for this promotion, and he was just you know, typical indie guy, unknown, just wrestling for fucking as Velveteen said <laughs> on Twitter to. Uh, <laughs> to Ricochet wrestling for a hot dog and a handshake. And then over the last six years, seven years, we've known Brandon since like 2012. He's, yeah. Yeah, and Jeff Cobb's career has blossomed. And one of these days we're going to be talking about Jeff Cobb like we're talking about Keith Lee, I think. And I know they had a, they had a match or a series of matches that were very well received. So, yeah, if you're not familiar with uh, Jeff Cobb, uh, go look him up on. What I 
mean what the fuck late? I'm about to call Dre and put him on speaker and have him explain how he's so late with why this is perplexing his brain. Yo, uh, you on air too? So, well, how? Why is this perplexing your brain? I don't understand. Like, what? What? What is? What? No, I, I, no. But when, when do we ever have? First of all, what's up, constellation? When do we ever have a? When do we ever have a conversation about Brandon? And to come to think of it, the only thing I'm the reason why I'm like that because when I look at the first of all, that's one of my favorite, you know, wrestlers on um, not WWE and you know, in the yeah. underground. Oh, so you pay attention to him all like close, and you, know, you ain't even know. Look, I didn't look it up. <laughs> Who really? Who is this? Really, is this guy for like a couple of years now? Who is this guy? I like his moves and everything. Yeah. And just today, I'm looking at a picture on his profile, and I'm like, and then all of a sudden, I'm looking, and then I'm comparing both of their faces. I'm like, pull the fuck up! I'm not the only person that didn't know this. So, and damn sure. So, do you follow Brandon on Instagram? Yeah, but I don't pay. I don't, I don't so, not, 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 I, I, okay. So last night, you know how Instagram will give you an alert. Such when somebody's posted hasn't posted in a while. So it was like Brandon Cobb posted a story. So it's probably gone by now. It might still be there. I don't know if it's been 24 hours. Yeah, yeah. But on his Instagram, on his Instagram story, it was him and Jeff <laughs> hanging out in the fucking ocean or something. I don't know in Guam. I don't know if he was in Jeff was in Guam or Brandon was in Hawaii or stateside somewhere. I don't fucking know. Um, but it was them like. Hanging out, like just doing brother shit, and never, yeah. Never. And it's weird because that was last night, and you hit me up today. I was so I thought that's where this was stemming from. Like, oh, Trey saw that no, no, Instagram. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, let me ask this question: How many years late am I? Did you know this? We know Brandon for since 2012. He's I been like in our. I, I swear to God, I'm so stupid. I did not. We're know in. We know him because of wrestling. He talked about, I have a brother who wrestles. And when he was just a no, you know, a nobody. Just a dude trying to get on fucking cards and shit. And then over the last six years, he got good and, you know, <laughs> it just was a thing. Like, oh, yeah, no, I know that guy's right. Don't pay attention. That doesn't yeah. say I don't pay attention to shit because yeah. how, how many He's times selfish. he must have been boasting about that. Yeah. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Jesus. Yeah. Dumb moment, dumb moment, but anyway, I'm about to go DM Brian right, I mean, Brandon right now. I was <laughs> Jump out. on his dick like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I'm about to do. I'm about to slide Brandon DM and say, what's up, homie? Yeah, All right, long time no rap, fam. What's going on? How you been? <laughs> no, 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 but I just feel real stupid, so whatever. Like, like, I mean, the gimmicks of my life are late to the party as usual, but this is got to be perfect. This is just this ridiculous. Is party is you like oh hey Migos is really good and everybody's like yeah no no shit Dre like you know <laughs> you know but this is just absurd uh, somebody you do for fucking eight years
Josh has to be literal and point everything out. And like I'm like, okay, it was two hours, great. Did you not listen to it all or what? So uh, anyway, so check us out. Um, yeah, appreciate y'all. I'm out of here.